And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the madness. Welcome to the chaos. Welcome to that is everything crazy with psychiatric help needed for all these general managers after today. Welcome to free agency here on World Hockey Report. I am the insider of the insiders, Tyler Q, alongside Cody Jansen, live remotely. I'm in the Pro Rock Hockey Studios here. Best Pro Rock Hockey Sticks out there, guys. Be sure to go out and check them out at ProRock.com for the best balanced and customizable sticks on the market today. Cody Jansen, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Are you rocking out there or what? I'm hearing music in the background. It's uh, You just got to... It's been, an awesome it's been an awesome day indeed. I had the music playing, but unfortunately our producer forgot to put it on repeat. So that's why the music changed to a different song. It was a great start. We'll, we'll chalk that one up to producer. Yeah, that, that's what we got to do because unfortunately I am, uh, I, yeah, the, I, if I was producing this show, it would look like, you know, like an eight bit show from like 1997 or something like that on, on TSN4, which didn't even exist back then. Hello, DJ Squishy. How you doing, buddy? He says, go Oilers. They've had a big 36 hours, let's say, here, Janner. We're going to get to all the signings and more. We got a lot of guests here on today's World Hockey Report at World Hockey RPT. Jump in the conversation as well in the live chat room. Holy cow, there's just so much going on. Signings galore, not just the NHLers, but also a couple of big-name prospects. Uri Slikovsky and Shane Wright have both signed their ELCs with their respective clubs. Of course, Slavkovsky signing with Montreal. Shane Wright in Seattle. The Kraken have been a little bit busy as well. Emoy says, hello. Emoy, how are you doing there, sir? Yeah, we're going to have the little ticker going on down low. Just let people know what has happened so far because, Janner, it, it, when the noon hour hit Eastern time, 10 o'clock Mountain time, I tell you, it was, it's been chaos ever since. It's been like 5 o'clock this morning. I woke up, started gasping and coffee and then you know see what insights i could get texted a few guys you know we played with it's like how, how can you get some sort of insight on a couple of trades and of course you, you know all the big guys oh yeah but there's still some here and there that world hockey report we can pick up on don't kid yourselves yeah, no, there, there's been a couple that have flown under the radar. Of course, we we were pretty hard on the Andrew Kopp story going to Detroit. Now, granted, that one has been rumored for a little bit here. But first inclination over the first, let me look at my thing, a little over three hours of free agency now. There's been hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars handed out, according to Cap Friendly right now. The total contract dollars is almost it's a little under $700 million already today. Which has been the biggest one for you so far? Well, it's got to be the goaltenders. Like, if we're talking about, like, big if we're going to Washington or Campbell to Edmonton, although we kind of knew that those were, I think just them actually solidifying it makes you think, and you're like, oh, damn, now they got goalies. Can are kind of scary here. Like, Edmonton solidifying a number one goaltender, obviously huge. I think of re-signings, the biggest one's Robert Thomas for me. Oh, like, yeah. surrogate champion, everyone expected that. Everyone knew that the Russian was staying there. Robert Thomas getting an 8 by 8 That's massive. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot, lot of guys leaving and everything. I just can get Connor Brown. That'll be huge. I, I don't know. What's your big teams? 
Well, man, I tell you, Edmonton has really just, they've really knocked it out of the park in the last little bit here. And, and Kenny, and yes, you know, it's easy to say that a guy has done great so far. Dylan Kaiser saying, what's up, boys? Dylan, how you doing there, buddy? Hope you're doing well there. But it's easy to say right now because obviously getting Evander Kane at that dollar amount, officially signing. Let me make sure I get my numbers right here. Holy cow, I have so many notes here. It's crazy. Four, uh, 5.125 AAV for the next four years. Not bad. They also re-signed Brett Kulak for 2.75 for the next four years as well. So it's helping out a little bit on the back end too. But you get Jack Campbell. And for me, it was tough, Janner, because everyone, of course, you know, we'll get to the Matt Murray situation in a second and the goaltending situation a little bit later on with the Leafs in general here. But I really thought Jack Campbell was going to make more than five because I figured I tried to crunch the numbers myself, even though I'm not a mathematician, I'm more of a statistician and understanding that sort of thing. But I thought if it came at five million, the Leafs could afford it. Well, obviously, we learned that's not the case. But yes, there's the retention. And like I said, we'll talk about that later. It's just it's hard to say that they're not going to be able. The Leafs couldn't afford a five million dollar goaltender. And now they've spent. I don't think they couldn't afford it. Afford it, Tyler. They chose. They didn't want Jack Campbell. So I don't know if that's to prove them wrong or if there's actually something wrong or something behind the scenes that does. And again, is there a bigger risk than we're thinking for the Edmonton Oilers right now because five for a starter like nowadays that's that, that's nothing I was shocked it's only like 250k like two are going to gouge the market like there, there's so many teams that need number ones I thought they were both and a half yeah and it's it's a great move of course for you may have mentioned for Campbell, but Darcy Kemper, that for some reason, that was one of the few contracts or one of the few signings that we all thought was going to happen at 12.01. Uh, didn't happen until not too long ago, but I think within the last hour or so. Signing with the Washington Capitals, 5.5. Oh, put it out at 5.51 this morning, Tyler. Don't well, worry. Oh, yes. No, no, sorry. We, for the Washington. World Hockey Report, we put it out at We're 5 wrong. o'clock this morning. You're correct. I'm Don't talking officially from the National yourself. Hockey League. Good. Yeah, no, they they Sasky connections, Sasky connections over everything. Can you imagine if you guys were on like the Maritimes? You guys would be like waking up and scaring everybody with this sort of stuff. Now, granted, that was was what happened last night when Evgeny Malkin signed, re-signed with the Pittsburgh Penguins for a few years, indeed, and that was a big one because we were unsure that that was even going to happen, Janner, because we knew Chris Letang signed at six or six years for six point one. But we heard that Malkin was going to test free agency. We're like, oh my gosh, here it goes. Minnesota Wild, they're going to get a guy, another Russian. And then last night happened, he signs for another six by $6.1 million. Does that shock you at all? No. You can't imagine Malkin in another jersey. Like They're just kind of like the whole, whole of Vander Kate. It's like, you know, call my bluff or, or you no. Know, like It just didn't seem like it was going to be a fit from the get-go. So I really was. Oh, kind of cut out there for a second, Janner. Sorry about that. Oh, oh uh, I, said, no. I, I said I said I wasn't that shocked. I think they were clearly trying to call their, you know, they want or, or else I'm gone. If not, I'm really not that shocked. Also, Brent Burns, what a pickup for them. That's an awesome one. Like, David, Perron, these are some legit gamers moving around. Finney Trocek signing with the Rangers. It's been a good like, This is what you want at a free agent frenzy. You don't want the guy 
guys sitting around bitching about like, like NHL. Shut up. No one cares. Get off my feet. Like, I want to see absolute chaos. I told you that from the start, and that's what we're getting. And it happened, like we mentioned, all at a bunch at one time. And a couple signings that just came down the wire, of course, right before we went live, Andre Burakovsky signed with the Seattle Kraken, no longer with the Colorado Avalanche. He signs for five by $5.5 million. Uh, we'll get to Dylan's comment here in just a moment. David Riddick uh, securing the backup position, it seems like, with the Winnipeg Jets signing for one year at nine hundred k. My goodness, my phone is just going off like crazy. And it's probably for the best as well. So knows I'm up to date with what's going on. But let's let's talk about this one a little bit, Jan. Are we talking about Andrew Kopp coming to Detroit? Now, this one, like I mentioned off the top of the show, it's been rumored. It's been discussed. Michigan boy coming back home, all yada, yada, yada. Played for the Wolverines, all that good stuff under Red Berenson. I was skeptical, though, because I was unsure if, you know, if the Jets were really going to make a pitch. But what we're seeing now in Winnipeg, and that's going to, you know, that's something we can talk about when we get more into the offseason, is they're kind of doing a, a retooling and reorganizing. And because I thought maybe they're going to try to make a push for him after they sent him to the Rangers. And maybe the Rangers are going to have to go after Cop with the way his playoffs went. But he signs with Detroit here. What is your thoughts on this move? Because the Red Wings, with a couple other things they've done recently, they look like a pretty good hockey team. Ah, don't kid yourself, Tyler. They're not a good hockey team. I like the I'm not, I'm not cheering for them. I'm just saying we'll get to the goaltender here in a second, but I, they're making strides. Making strides. That's fine. I'll take off your, your you know, Red Wings jersey for you. But like, Andrew it was Kopp, the Chris Osgood jersey I got when I was like nine. Come on, man. I think of, I think, I think of like a good role model is that guy. Like, not like, oh, he's a grandpa in the dressing room. He's not Joe Thornton. But I think of young players to see the work, the effort, the attitude he puts in to his career. Value in that contract where, yeah, maybe it is a little bit more than you expect to spend. But I also think that there's a ton of value in that. So you, you bring in a guy like Perron. These, these are perfect veterans. For your young guys, like these are guys young and up and comers looking up to. So I, I like the move. I, I do. I think the eyes are plans in motion. Oh yeah, it's it's in motion and quickly moving as well. And of course, they just got Marco Casper, who is expected to be a big prospect as well. They also got it. They brought in Ben Sherat and Oli Mata. I know Mata is not the same Mata that he was back with Pittsburgh in the early 2010s. I understand that. And Sherratt's not the same guy that left Winnipeg all those years ago, but it gives an established presence on defense that around most Cider they need. Because obviously Cider has established himself as one of the top young NHL defensemen in this league. But once again, if the Red Wings want to make strides towards being a competitive hockey club, they need more than just one guy on defense. You can't just have Bobby Orr. You got to have a couple other guys around him. I like the Sherratt edition. I don't like the Ali Mata one, though. That's what... 250k less than Brett Kulak got. They're even comparable. It's like trying yeah. to compare Ilya Mikheyev to Evander Kane on the ice. Pay apart players. Like that's kind of a gross overpay, and I don't think it was a necessary effective. Although it's short term, it's a one year, and he's probably gone after that. Maybe it can move. I don't know. I, I thought that that was a little bit of a weird one. I I do like Sherratt, though, although he's not in his prime. I'm Clinter. Yeah, no, that's it's another move that it 
it's more like, well, like what happened with Mark Stahl? Of course, Mark Stahl, who recently just signed for minimum with Florida here in the last little bit as well. It's one of those moves where it's like, all right, you're not going to be our top guy. We just need a guy that's got experience and that can show a lot of the younger guys around. Of course, Stevie Eiserman, he's not afraid of bringing in, you know, experienced veteran European defenseman as well with the amount of youngsters that are coming in from Sweden, from Finland or whatnot. And especially Dominic with the young Kubelik goaltender as well. Kubelik to the red by 2.5. That's breaking. Dominic Did it just happen? Kubelik to the red point five. I love that addition. I thought Kubelik was a guy who potentially the Oilers are fair. So that's a, like that, that's a good hit. That's probably like a double in baseball terms. So like Dominic Kubelik to the Red Wings, 2 by 2.5. I like that one. Where's that one coming in from? I'm looking for. Did I miss that one? I'm not showing you my e- my email. Oh, it's your emails. Okay, uh, Dominic Kubalik though coming I, to the Red Wings. That's big too because Chicago is obviously. You, you kind of trust World Hockey Report sources here, Tyler. Well, I, I'm I'm you're I feel like you're look like me. I got the TSN feed right in my office right here. I thought you were doing the no, same I don't thing. Have, I didn't know you were looking. TSN on any of them once in a while, but it pisses me me off when i can find out trades and it's five minutes beefing about it like i want to my mind moves so quick on free agent frenzy that i'm like 30 seconds like get me the new trade or get me the new signing sorry yeah it's uh, that's true of course you got that we got the hookups here world hockey report janner before we let you go here before we let you get back to work i gotta ask you one question here there's johnny hockey there's andre palat there's nazim kadri there's and the two Stroms as well. Those are my right now my five the players to watch because everyone else has gotten signed today. Which of those guys gets signed first, and which of those gets signed to the most? Okay, I just got another tip here. Let's break another one. Greg McKaig's going. To, so uh, New York, oh, that, yeah, Greg. I was well, I was letting you talk about that one, and we also got Kale Clay going to the yeah. Sabers well, but Greg McKaig to the Oilers. Yes, that one just oh, came through down my. Okay, wire. I, I didn't see that. I I just got got that one in too so i don't mind that right like he, he's a guy who's a journeyman essentially right like can play center can play a high draft pick another former erie otter like i, I think he was before Con- with erie i believe so but he played with guys like connor brown so i i'm also you, you talk about which guys get signed first i think johnny gaudreau is gonna break here soon i, I think is so? going to the devils they've been too quiet something's up something's up so i I think we're here there i say i agree agree. by the time your show is over i'll i'll say it's by the time johnny gaudreau is going to be new jersey john that one is great and there we go we got the red wings saying the dominic kubalik signed to a two-year deal confirming that the red wings did thank you very much janner for that one um, but yeah, Johnny Gaudreau, that's the nope. big one, obviously, with the announcement made last night, waiting until the last minute. Johnny Hockey, not almost Matthew Kachuk-esque, the way he kind of made that announcement, saying that he's not going to re-sign with the Calgary Flames. But like we said, New Jersey seems to be the option. No longer Philadelphia, because why would you want to play for Torts? But that's a discussion for a different time. Cody Jansen's been joining us here. I know he's been the co-host, but he'll don't worry. He'll be back. We had a long offseason ahead of us here after this free agent frenzy. Janner. Thank you very much for stopping by, friend. And we'll definitely talk down the line and enjoy the rest of your evening and the madness as well. Love it. Get the chat buzzing. I'll be in there.
Cody Jansen, ladies and gentlemen, from World Hockey Report, literally right here, guys. He's here every single week, just like all of you in the chat as well. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. In about 10 or so minutes' time, we're going to have Stephen Ellis from the Hockey News. He's been hard at work typing away. He's probably got carpal tunnel at this point with all of these contract signings. Uh, By the way, the craziest thing, we'll get to some more of the signings that have happened today as well. Uh, DJ Squish, I'll throw this one back up there. Arizona is hard to trade when they want more than a first round and a prospect for Jacob Chikrin. That one's an interesting move uh, for sure. Um, I, I really agree that that Chikrin is, it's, I mean, you got to ask for a high price for a guy like him, especially when you want as much in return for your best defenseman. That was what happened, of course, with, with, Connor Garland going to Vancouver. The Oliver Ekman Larson had to get thrown in the deal because they wanted to get rid of that contract to Vancouver. But they got a good chunk of that back. They got, of course, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, and a couple of other draft picks and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, Dominic Kubalik, that's a big one as well. Remember the guy that was in the Calder Trophy running a couple of years ago when he scored 31 goals in his rookie season. And that was in a rookie season. That wasn't even the full 82 games. That was 1920, of course, as we all remember as well. Uh, JT Miller is still a Canuck. That's what Dylan Kreiser just throws out there. Who am I missing on these tweets here, guys? My goodness, so much going on here right now in World Hockey Report. But but uh, as I was saying before, we got to more of the chats there. One of the crazy things that was saw, that came out today in the midst of all of this. Sorry, yes, I'm looking at my phone while I'm doing this. Call me unprofessional, but I just, and I have both my phones working too. Both my phones are going off right now with signings and what have you. Oh my gosh, I forgot Nino Niederreier is still on the board right now. He is still a free agent. We'll go down through some of these as we go throughout the day as well. As you mentioned, Pat Micheletti coming on in hour number two. He'll be talking Minnesota Wild and what he thinks is going on as well with Peyton Turnage coming up later on. We'll be talking the Predators and more of his reaction to what's going around the National Hockey League. But for those that are you know fans of other sports, like literally right on the air. I just, it's crazy to think of what's going on. Dylan, the guys in sports are taking calls on air. I think you're good to check your phone. That's true. Well, yeah, they check their phones because you know, those guys, those guys get paid a lot of money. And of course, Rogers pays for their phone. So I'm pretty sure if they are not on their phones using Rogers communications, which is finally back, of course, for all of our friends north of the border that had that problem last week. Uh, I'm sure it's been a great time. Dylan Kaiser says, great show as well. Dill, thank you very much there. Good, sir. Um, but the Toronto Blue Jays were bored, apparently. They thought they were going to be left out of the news today after beating the Philadelphia Phillies last night. They fired their manager, Charlie Montoyo, gone. Just in the middle. Like There's all this chaos. There's Campbell getting signed. There's Darcy Kemper. There's Andrew Kopp getting signed. Oh, by the way, the Toronto Blue Jays firing their manager. Smack dab in the middle of everything. And I'm just like, couldn't you wait a couple hours? Like, and yes, obviously they, you know, they kind of have to make a move before they have a game tonight. They don't want to just fire their manager an hour before first pitch. I understand that, but man, that would have just been something else indeed. Uh, Ten or so minutes, guys, until like I said, we have Stephen Ellis coming on. But let's run down some of these signings that we have had today. The big ones, of course, Claude Giroux going to the Ottawa Senators. This move here, this was the first big one of the day. Because Claude Giroux was rumored to go to Ottawa, but there was whispers you might go somewhere else. We're kind of just waiting to see what was going to fall in place. And then five years, excuse me, three years by $6.5 million for him. And DJ Squishy saying, wait, Montoya, why? Well, that's unfortunately 
I have my theories. The, the team itself has been up and down so much this year. They're fourth in the American League East, and yes, they're in a playoff spot, but man, there's something else. Anyway, sorry, Claude Giroux, before my ADD brain goes elsewhere here, Claude Giroux signs, and this is interesting because, yes, Ottawa is not a playoff contender yet, but you got to think they're going to be better, right? This is a team that just traded for Cam Talbot. They offloaded the contract of Matt Murray. Granted, they retained 25% of it. Yes, Connor Brown has been on the trade block all day today with Edmonton being connected to that as well. Kenny Holland not keeping that phone down for too long of his. But you got to think the Senators are really going to make a jump this year. Honestly, guys, tell me a team in the Atlantic Division Outside of the Montreal Canadiens, it doesn't have a shot to make the playoffs. The Detroit Red Wings have Alex Adelkovich, who, with a despite the poor defense in front of him, didn't have a bad year. And now they brought in Billy Husso, who's coming off a career year with the St. Louis Blues on a defense that, you know, is tough at times, but a little shaky as well. Of course, they got Larkin, they got Sider, they got Raymond. They brought in experience with Ben Sherrod as well. Like this Detroit team's not going to be a shabby hockey club. Andrew Kopp, obviously, we mentioned that as well. Mentioned Buffalo. They keep Vinny Henestroza. There, Victor Olofsson's been re-signed. There is going to be some potential for improvement there as well. They also bolstered up the goaltending a little bit. I know they brought in who they bring in today. They brought in Eric Comrie, the longtime minor leaguer, but a guy that's you know deserving of a shot. And we know Craig Anderson wants to stay there as well. And Interesting to see what's going to happen. Tukarski, Dustin Tukarski signed with Pittsburgh today as well. Looks like he's going to be the third stringer with the Penguins, barring any other moves as well. Trying to keep up to date with some maneuvers going on here. Let's see. Nick Patan signing a two-way deal with the Minnesota Wild. Saw him quite a bit with the Marlies over the last couple of seasons. Alex Lyon heading to the Florida Panthers. And Sheldon Rampal two-way with Las Vegas. So now we're starting to see a lot of the smaller contracts. I mentioned Kale Clegg heading to the Buffalo Sabres as well. So lots still going on here today across the National Hockey League. Yes, that's right, DJ. That is 100% true. Detroit got some nice rookies, Cider and Raymond, and some other young guys as well. Jonathan Bergeron, I've been able to see him in Grand Rapids. I think there's a good upside to him. But that is, of course, the big one, Claude Giroux. Jack Campbell, we mentioned that, the one we all expected, 5 by 5 with the Edmonton Oilers, joining former Leaf, Leaf teammate Zach Hyman as well. Yeah, you're right. Yes, it's you're you know, you only had a few, maybe what is it, a thousand and some left off the board when you took in Matt Murray's contract, 75% of it. You know, it's it's one of those things where you make your bed and you gotta lie in it now. Kyle Dubas signed the big guns to the big long contracts, Matthews, Marner, Tavares. I know Nylander's not big there, but you know, Riley's gonna getting eight million dollars and whatnot. So you had to make some cuts in other places, and that most certainly of being goaltending right now. And, you know, yeah, Matt Murray's had some awful seasons, but here's the thing that here's why I'm going to try to be Mr. Positive with the Toronto Maple Leafs here. Why wouldn't I be? Because I want this team to win a gosh darn cup so I can have a, another championship parade in Toronto. The one with the Raptors was so much fun and chaotic. Why not try to do it again with the Maple Leafs? Canada's team, as Kant's might coined them many, many moons ago. And to much to the chagrin of every other fan of the Canadian market. But I tell you what, it's a move getting Matt Murray because you got him for nothing. Future considerations. What does that mean? Well, you can get something later on down the line, but really you don't have to. You don't really have to give anything back to the Ottawa Senators, but what have they got instead? They got two draft picks and a goaltender that has two Stanley Cups under his belt. 
Now, yes, they've been talking a lot today that it wasn't just him. Marc-Andre Fleury was there, and Marc-Andre Fleury was in the net for the first half of the 2017 Cup run prior to the series in Ottawa because Murray was hurt. I understand all of that discussion. But the fact of the matter is this. He's still a good goaltender. And if you can platoon him with Ilya Samsonov, who the Leafs got for just one year at $1.8 million, you're paying for two goaltenders right now for, what, a little over five. So for what you could have paid, or is it five and a half, I think? Almost five and a half million dollars between Murray and Samsonov. You get those two guys for a little bit more than what you would have paid just to have Campbell in your lineup. And then, yes, I like Eric Schalgren. I'll say that right now. I thought Schalgren has a really great upside, but obviously the brass doesn't have enough confidence in him yet. And it's not a thing of, well, let's give Schalgren a shot. It's more or less, hey, we need to win now, so we have to put ourselves in the best situation. And I know there's the whole Sue Greyhounds connection and everyone's going crazy about that. I get that. But 100%, I think this is not a bad move at all. Uh, Dylan Kaiser bit off topic, but how many teams, cough, cough, least, would they just go back and sign Markstrom to a six-by-six deal? Well, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of them would have been okay with that. Of course, Markstrom, a Vesna candidate this past season. And, of course, he may, Dylan's doing his best to make everyone with the Edmonton Oilers a little bit angry as well. A finalized deal coming down with the Florida Panthers. Colin White, a cheap contract there to bolster up their back end. 25 years old, $1.2 million for one year. Avionics, who did Claude sign with? Avionics, I'll tell you right now, he signed with the Ottawa Senators, the team right in his hometown. Obviously, he's going to be a hometown boy. He's going to get a lot of fanfare, and maybe that's where he wants to end his career, right down the road from his parents, his family, friends that he grew up with. Awesome, yeah, awesome news, awesome story for the, I almost said young man, the older, the elder gentleman, I think he's definitely, he's got to be the oldest player on that team, right? He's, I don't think he, I don't think anyone's older than Claude Giroux than that very young Edmonton Oilers team. Uh, Avionics and hi, Dylan. Uh, nice to see you guys. Good to hear. Uh, DJ Squish says, but Campbell is much better. They lost the trade and lost Campbell. It's hard to say that, that that's, I get what you're saying, DJ. But then I go back to my previous statement. It's hard to lose a, a trade when you didn't give anything up. That's my thing. That's what I say in that sort of maneuver with Jack Campbell. Uh, and let's kind of look at some other ones here before we go to break. A couple minutes, actually. Actually, let's... Uh, one more before we go to break here. Vincent Trocheck. That's the other one I really want to mention. With the New York Rangers, seven years, $5.625 million. Hot commodity in Carolina. They're making some moves, some changes. We'll discuss those in a little bit as well because they made a trade, a big one earlier today as well. But that's a big move for the Rangers, solidifying their depth down the middle a little bit. Also, Trocek can play wing. So I really think the Rangers, they're trying to they're trying to know that, hey, you know what? We need to get better. We need to be good. Because obviously, you come a couple wins from a Stanley Cup Finals appearance. Well, you might want to bolster up a little bit, and Vinny Trocek might be that guy. So with that being said, we're going to take a quick pause here. When we come back, though, Stephen Ellis from the Hockey News will join us to talk about What's been going on? What what signings have shocked him? What trades have shocked him? And what does he expect to happen later on throughout the day? All that more coming up here on World Hockey Report. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. 
Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw it out on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. and watch sports with Sports Travel Tours. How about the English Premier League? Get up close at one of the F1's Grand Prix from Monaco to Singapore and beyond. To the NFL packages, the games in London, and to any across the U.S. Watch the Oilers and Flames with road trip packages to Vegas and beyond. Or if you're a hockey nut like us, the Spangler Cup is a must-see event. Watch Canada this December in Davos at our favorite championship of the year. For details and more, visit sportstraveltours.com today. Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. And welcome back, everyone, here to World Hockey Report on this free agent frenzy day. My goodness, guys, this has been nuts. It's been insane. And I will say this. Uh, maybe you guys haven't noticed by the fact that I've been panicking, scrambling, throwing phones everywhere and yelling at the top of my lungs. This is my first free agent live free agent show ever. Inside of the Insiders, Tyler Kuehl here. Cody Jansen had us in the first segment of today's show. Coming up here, we're just waiting and standing by for the hockey news of Stephen Ellis. He's been giving himself carpal tunnel and probably needs wrist surgery after today with all the writing he has to get done here on this free agent frenzy day. A couple other big signings in the past week as well. Some re-signings that we can mention. A couple of the most notable ones. Actually, let's bring in the guy now himself to get his thoughts on a couple of these. He is from the Hockey News. He is writing his brains out today. He is so busy that he's been able to take a few minutes of his day with us. We appreciate it so much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show from the Hockey News. It's Stephen Ellis. Stephen, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing well. Uh, question for you, though. Do we need to use that free health care you guys have north of the border to help your hands and your fingers out after today? Well, so I've, I've the one thing I'm doing is I'm doing the tracker for every signing. But the whole thing is I don't care how small the deal is. So we've been doing all the one, the one-year two-way deals, all these deals like you don't care about. Uh, and uh, I think I got nine more that I've missed. So we'll catch up on those. But uh, it's so been how, a day. So, yeah. So how big is Kale Clay going to Buffalo? How is that going to impact the Sabres? Well, I, 
I can't argue that. That's to me, that's the number one team in the league right now. The Buffalo State, yeah, no. Well, Victor Olafson. Okay, are you are you joking with me or are you being serious? Because I can well, ask I mean, you. Why. Well, you know, they, their goalies are awesome. Eric Comrie and Craig Anderson and Malcolm Subban. That that's a team that's going to win the Stanley Cup. I tell you what, man, I'm I'm trying not to bust out laughing. I know you're messing me right now. And I know everyone that's down the 403 is probably going to come flying across the border that they hear you say that. But we have a lot of people. Thank you all very much for joining us here on World Hockey Report. They're all jumping in the chat, Stephen. But I got to ask you, we had a bunch of signings today, but there's been a lot of re-signings and extensions as well. Tampa with signing a bunch of their guys on the back end and Anthony Sorelli as well. Mikhail Sergachev and Eric Chernak, all eight-year contracts. How bad are the Lightning going to be in 2032? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's figure that out in eight years. But yeah, no, the, honestly, like the, the, they've they've gone to go get their core. Uh, they've tried to to put their group together, and um, I think it works out. So, uh, to, put it this way: Tampa Bay is going to be a contender for about as long as we saw Pittsburgh being a, a true contender. And Tampa's got a, a a good few years of of being maybe one of the favorites still in the league. So, I like those signings. Yeah, they're they're going to be good for a few more years, and obviously everyone's like, oh, fifty-four million dollars among I think seven or eight players in not this season, but next season with Sergachev's extension kicking in next year, and it's going to be one of those things. I mean, the stars and the stars and the scrubs for the Lightning, but hey, it's kind of worked for them. They're able to figure out their guys in the bottom six. Uh, a couple other death pieces, though, they do sign today. They bring back Vladislav Nemesnikov for one year at two and a half million dollars, as well as Ian Cole for one by three as well. Who was there a team right now, Stephen? From what you've noticed, that's been underlying making some really good moves. Obviously, everyone's looking at Edmonton; they're doing a lot of great stuff. Washington secured their goaltending. Toronto is a thing that everyone's liking to yell and scream about. Ottawa is looking better, but who? What team in your eyes says, you know what? They're making some moves here, and they might be that might help them next season. Well, I don't think this team's making a ton of super impactful moves, but I like what they've been doing, and that's the Detroit Red Wings. Obviously, they go out there and bring out Billy Huso a couple of days ago. Uh, they go and add David Perron. We still don't know the details of his contract yet, but he will be joining the team. Uh, Dominic Kubelik's a decent pick there. Uh, I believe Andrew Kopp, another one there. They added Sherrod on defense, Ali Mata. So this is a team that's going to be a little tougher to play against. Are they a playoff team? Not yet, but they're building towards what they're going to be able to do in a few years. And I do like what they're doing today, but uh, they're, they're ones I'm liking. I'm, I'm loving what Edmonton's doing, obviously going out there and getting Jack Campbell. That to me, that was the biggest concern. Get a good goalie. They got that. They signed Vander Kane for a couple of years. They've been able to just make this team just overall better. So uh, Edmonton and Detroit are the two ones I'm looking at for sure. Yeah. Detroit. I mean, I, Janners was shooting me down when I said that Detroit could be challenging for a playoff spot, but I'm like, Hey, in this league, if you have two good goaltenders, I mean, it's especially in this Atlantic division where I, I threw out the I jokingly asked the question today, who is going to win the Atlantic division? But I'll be honest with you, Janner or not Janner, Steven. See, this is how this day has gone for me, Steven. I don't know who I'm talking to anymore. Steven Ellis from the Hockey News is who I'm chatting with right now. Who wins the Atlantic today? Oh, uh, this is too early to tell uh, for me. I, I, I do really like still Tampa Bay's odds for that. I still think Tampa Bay is going to be very good, even if they don't have Andre Platt. I still think. They've got a group where you're looking at and saying, again, these guys are going to be near the top for a while. Florida losing Giroux, I think that maybe yeah, and Marchman, that's going to knock them down a peg, but I still think Florida would be good. Uh, and then, of course, you got to look at the Leafs. And the concern now is their goaltending. I, I don't know if I have any confidence in that. For, but for me, for sure, Atlantic, if I had to pick it's Tampa Atlantic. Tampa, and, and I know people are like, oh, but Florida's not doing anything. And I'm like, well, you, you really, A, you 
kind of tough to with Alexander mm-hmm. Barkov's contract coming up, but they still pretty much have just about everyone on board, including the big acquisition of Mark Stahl. Like that's that's going to really turn things around for them. But of course, they bring in Colin White, which we mentioned as well. I want to get your thoughts a little bit here with the Washington Capitals because the Caps, of course, they announced they weren't going to bring back Ilya Samsonov and they traded Vitek Vanacek away. But then they, but obviously this was all a plan by Brian McClellan to bring in Darcy Kemper. And I wonder, I would love to have Kevin Woodley's conversation with this because him and I are very similar. We like to look at how teams play style wise and if it work or not. Darcy Kemper, of course, a Stanley Cup winning goaltender. Does that fit work with the Capitals though is the question because this is a, that's a team that's older, a little bit slower, kind of gave up a few more shots than they would have liked in the second half of the season when the fatigue started to wear in for the old guys and you know, it's going to be a, a lighter team, a lesser team that he's going to be playing with with Darcy Kemper. Does that fit in DC? I think so because he's definitely an improvement of the two goalies they were using Sam Sonoff and, and uh, Vanacek just were not getting the job done. They need to get someone who could be that number one stable guy, and they got it. And I do like uh, Trey Lindgren as a backup. This is a guy who looked really good for the Blues last year, looked very good in the AHL, and I think could be uh, someone worth kind of keeping an eye on here. But um, for, for Kemper, to go out there and get one of the big signings. That's their big guy. Um, obviously, they got to worry about what the future of Nick Backstrom is. But I think that of the free agent options that was really going to move the needle for this team, I think Kemper is probably the guy they had to get, and they got him. Uh, so I think that that maybe, I don't know if it prolongs Washington's uh, cup contention because it's really all about what happens with Fulbechkin for the long run. But I do think that with Kemper there, they've got a guy who will give them the best shot possible. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's good because that was the problem with Washington last year. I got to cover him for a little bit, and I really saw the fact that the team didn't have an established number one. I mean, Peter Laviolette was like, all right, this guy's playing well. But now the other guy's playing well. And, oh, look, Zach Fucali. And now this guy's playing well. Like, that's how it kind of was with their goaltending situation. A couple of notable signs we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, no longer with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's going to the other side of the continent. He's going to be playing with the Vancouver Canucks for $4.75 million over the next, well, not over the next four years, for each of the next four seasons. I really like that move for Vancouver. I think the team's getting better there. What do you think of the Rangers, though? Of course, we know they sent Alex Georgiev over to Colorado. He then signs an extension with them. They bring in Yaroslav Halak, a veteran presence, to back up Igor Shosturkin. And, of course, they bring in Vincent Trocek from the Carolina Hurricanes in free agency as well. The Rangers are putting themselves in an odd position. They don't bring it. They don't try to re-sign Andrew Kopp. They don't try to, you know, Ryan Strom obviously is hitting the market here as well. But this is a Rangers team that feels like that they just need to move a couple pieces in place to make an even deeper run after bowing out in the conference finals last year. Yeah, for sure. I'd say one of my early picks to win the cup this year, all the Rangers, because I was I'm very confident in their goaltending. I'm very confident uh, in, in their offense. For me, the biggest question was what was their defense unit going to look like? And I, I think adding Patrick Emeth there could at least give that physical presence uh, a boost. And I do think we're going to continue to see Keandre Miller get better. Braden Schneider, guys like that, continue to improve uh, on the ice. So um, going out there and getting a guy like Chocek, he's your number two center. Long-term deal for sure, but I think you keep him there for as long as you're in true contention. Uh, and Halak being there, I really like that that one too, just because, you know, he didn't have the greatest year in Vancouver. But, but I think that Demko also kind of exceeded expectations based off of what that defense core was. And I think that Halak, I know he's older now. I still think he's got a couple of good years left of hockey and in spurts can be, be good. And that's all I need him to be because Georgia was not great last year. So they they lost some games they should have won because their goal wasn't good. You're relying a lot on Halak. I do think he's capable of getting it done. 
Yeah. I mean, he's, he is older, but for some reason he seems like that kind of guy he did with the Islanders a little bit. And obviously remember his days in St. Louis as well. in Montreal before that, the guy can seal a game or two. Uh, Dylan Kyle saying good Branson getting four by four in CBJ LOL. Well, you know, Columbus has got to spend some money on some players. I mean, the good Eric Branson keeping his career going. I want to get your thoughts on the big trade of the day so far of today. Obviously, there have been trades up the wazoo over the past week, including the draft, including Kirby Doc going to Montreal and Montreal, Boo and Gary Batman, all that other stuff that happened on the draft floor. But Brent Burns going to Carolina. Now, there's an odd pattern that I've been noticing. It sounded like Brent Burns might have been going to Dallas, but then all of a sudden he got traded to Carolina allegedly filling the role that Tony D'Angelo left when he was traded to Philadelphia. We'll get to that in a little bit later on in today's program as well. But what do you think of this move for the Hurricanes? Because they left, obviously, Trocheck off the board. They left him. They got picked up by the Rangers. Still on the board right now is Nino Niederreiter. For a guy that like Rod Brindamore that says he needs more goal scorers, he gets a defenseman that can play offensively mm-hmm. as well. In your eyes, does that work with his system of being a guy that can you know, Carolina, we've always talked about how great their defensive structure is, but maybe Brent Burns is that guy that can play on the back end, but also play up front as well. For sure. Uh, he, he started his career as a forward, obviously moved back to defense and, and had a very good career there. When you look at the defense core, you're looking at Slavin, Brady Shea, Rep Pecci, uh, you're going to get Jake Garner back. It'll take a while for him to be full speed. And then you throw in Brent Burns, and that's a pretty good group. Of course, you got to wonder, what's what's Ethan Bear's situation going to be like? And if Bear and in in Gardner or your third pair in defense. You could do a lot worse than that. So Burns right. gives this team a chance to, to, you know, he can play the power play. He can get set those guys up like like Jarvis and Darvine and Aho, Necho, Svechnikov. And uh, I, so to me, that was a great pickup for them. Uh, definitely kind of plays a very similar role on the ice that uh, you get from Tony D'Angelo in terms of the offensive defenseman side thing. So uh, I think that's a, you know, solid pickup and I didn't have to give up uh, any really key pieces of this team. And also, you don't have to worry about Tony D'Angelo being, you know, Tony D'Angelo. That's probably a good thing. You just have to worry about the beard and the beard shape. Oh, I'd say almost, I almost said Brent beard, Burns and beard shavings. That's not a thing at all. You don't have to worry about that ever. Now down there in Raleigh, a couple of trades, Pavel Zaka, Zacha going from to Boston. Uh, and for Eric Halla, that'll be an interesting move, obviously, from there. Ryan McDonough, of course, last week traded to Nashville. Today, Patrick Nemeth was traded to Arizona with a couple of picks as well for Ty Emerson. That obviously a cap dump by the Rangers getting the junior rights to Ty Emerson. But, you know, it's it's been a hectic week, Stephen. I'm trying to make sure I don't go overtime with you here because I know you're busy. And like you said, you missed a few. What has been the biggest move for you so far? Trade, re-signing, extension, signing today. What has been the earth-shaking move that's really caught your eye? That's something that you're going to keep an eye on as we go forward towards the regular season. Okay, well, I'm going to downgrade it a bit. And I'm actually going to say my favorite signing of the day was actually Colin White to the one-year deal for Florida. Colin White showed a lot of promise. In you and Mike DiStefano. DiStefano talked about that today on Leafs Launch on TSN 1050. When I was driving back, he said that, and I'm like, huh, that makes sense. But yeah, go ahead. Like, he's a guy that had pretty good numbers early in his career, didn't really kind of make it work in Ottawa. It was the odd man out as the team continues to get better. Now he's got a chance to be kind of a reclamation project in Florida where you look at they've done a few of those. Carter Verhage, they've done Mason Marchman, guys like that that have come out and be these big, kind of not stars, but these big time producers for this team off of basically nothing contracts. I think Colin White has the opportunity to do that. Um, we just got to see where Colin White's game is at that point. Um, but in, t- in terms of the the signing that's definitely catching my eye is, is the one that uh, Jack Campbell to Edmonton. And, you know, 
Obviously, the Leafs in a perfect world would have wanted to keep him. Didn't sound like they were making too hard of an effort to make that happen. But uh, he's going out there, and that Oilers team, that they closed the hole. That, to me, was the biggest concern. And, you know, the defense, that is a big topic about how the, the Oilers' defense wasn't so good. In the playoffs, if Darnell Nurse was not playing on, like, 5% capacity, who knows what the Oilers could have done. Maybe they win a game or two against the Avalanche. Yeah, that's that. I would say that's true indeed. And I tried to make the case earlier that, hey, look at that. You're barely paying over $5 million for your two goaltenders. But uh, D.E. League tried, he's trying to correct you, Stephen. He says that the Canes don't want Gardner back when you're talking about him on the third pair. Uh, a lot of other odd takes that we'll talk about here. But we got to let this gentleman go. From the Hockey News, Stephen Ellis has been joining us here on World Hockey Report. Stephen, thank you so much for taking the time today. Hopefully your fingers have have you know come back or you got there's no there's some more blood flowing in those things so you can get back at the writing there check them out guys the hockey news at steven ellis thn steven thank you very much for taking the time as always man absolutely thank you so much steven ellis like we said guys from the hockey news one of my favorite guys i love talking to about hockey of course and racing as well he's going to be at honda indy on sunday uh downtown toronto that's where it's going to be i am going to be Doing a lot of wine tasting in Traverse City. I got a my uh, buddy of mine, broadcaster Harrison Watt from Ferris State. He is going to be getting married on Saturday, so that's why I'm missing. Actually, I could go to Toronto. On- Kelly, you want to go to Toronto on Sunday? Nope. Wife says no. Can't do it. Sorry. Looks like I'm gonna have to miss that race. The first time in three years that Toronto is hosting their Indy Car race. Um, <laughs> Breaking news, Jacob from loves THPN. Breaking news, avionics is higher than the sun. Oh, boy, there is a lot of jibber-jabber in between those two guys. Of course, Jacob loves THPN saying Vegas is going to win the 2023 Stanley Cup. Jacob, why haven't the Vegas Golden Knights have done anything yet? Oh, wait, they don't have any money to sign anybody. With all the contracts they have locked up, uh, obviously with the addition of Jack Eichel, and there's Mark Stone, Petrangelo. However... Whispers, though, that Max Pacioretty might be offloaded here. I heard that from a couple other people today, so we're going to have to keep our eyes on that. Max Pacioretty, the, speaking of former Michigan Wolverines, uh, yes, there, yes, I know you've made a couple of small moves, Jacob. I know. I'm just giving you not. Wait, no, hold on. That was the wrong com- That comment's supposed to go up. There we go. We signed someone a few minutes ago. Yes, you guys did. Uh, that being, who was it? It was the minor leaguer guy. I, I said it on the show. I can't remember who it is. Fortunately, Cat Friendly is just full of signings today that there's so many that I can't find anyone. Anyways, long story short, uh, there have been tons of signings. And let me refresh the page here to tell you how much money has been spent today, guys. Uh, let's see if they have it up. They had it up a minute ago. Did they break this? Did the site break? I think Cat Friendly is broken, guys. So many contracts signed today. It was over $700 million last time I checked. Uh, Adam Bonilla, any word on Dylan Strom? Nothing yet. Been trying to see if he's being linked to anyone. I have not heard anything as of yet, though. That has been one of the guys that I have been keeping an eye out for because I really like his game. I think Dylan Strom. I no offense, Adam. I just I it didn't seem like it was a good fit in Arizona. Of course, Dylan Strom being drafted, him and Anthony Duclair both going to Arizona at the start of their careers. Sheldon Rempal, that's the guy that I think Jacob loves THPN is talking about for the Vegas Golden Knights, but nothing yet on Dylan Strom. He and Ryan Strom both on the market right now as we speak, including a couple other guys, you know, Nita Ryder we mentioned as well. Obviously, there's a couple of big fishes that got taken off the board. Evander Kane got re-signed last night with the Edmonton Oilers, Evgeny Malkin, Marc-Andre Fleury last week with the 
Minnesota Wild. Hence why the Wild were able to offload Cam Talbot. We'll talk about that in about 10 or so minutes with Pat Micheletti, Minnesota Hockey Insider, as well as former Minnesota Golden Gopher and former Minnesota North Star as well. We'll talk more about the Wild and what Billy Guerin has been up to in here in just a little bit. The Canucks signed Connor D'Elia. That's an interesting maneuver. Of course, the if that's true, let me just make sure here. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not trying to knock you there, Avionics. I'm not trying to be a to be a, a per a, you know a guy that's knocking you around. I just want to make sure. Trying to make sure because I've there's been a lot of whispers and whatnot, but that could be a possibility of Connor D'Elia going off. But we'll just have to wait and see, just to make sure. But yeah, like I said, there's been a lot of signings and stuff that's gone haywire and sideways. But like I said, the big ones that are still left, Johnny Gaudreau, formerly of the Calgary Flames, made that announcement last night. Nazem Kadri, we knew he was going to hit the market. Even though he said he wanted to stay in Colorado, we all knew that that dollar amount was going to be too high for a team in Colorado that already has the big extension, $9 million extension with $9 million per year extension with Kale McCarr and obviously the impending potential of whatever the heck Nathan McKinnon is going to make in a couple of seasons. Also, John Klingberg, who was initially linked, I remember hearing that he was possibly linked to Carolina. That obviously has gone south because of the fact of Brent Burns now joining the fold with the Hurricanes. So John Klingberg is still on the market as of right now. A couple other guys that have been signed today, Nick Bukestad going down to Arizona. There you go, Adam, you get yourself Solid defenseman, one year at $900,000, a fair price. Anaheim, even though it sounds like, I mean, doesn't seem like they're getting anywhere near close to Sonny Milano. They're letting Sonny, yeah, Sonny Lamano, Sonny Milano go. He's still on the board. They do sign, though, Frank Vetrano, though, for $3.65 million AAV for the next three seasons. I like that move because, well, Anaheim, here's the thing about Anaheim, though. I like the move because, you know, you add a guy with some better experience, Vitrano, former Panther, former Ranger, a guy that has been around the league and can help a lot of the younger guys that are coming in here to Anaheim. Here's the issue, though. I don't know what the plan is with the Ducks. I really think the errors, I think Anaheim had a chance to really make a push last year, but just they lost a few games and it just went south after that. And of course there was the whole speculation that John Gibson's going to be moved. We're hearing though, that John Gibson is not going to get moved. At least no one's really been able to put forth a legitimate offer to get John Gibson out of Anaheim. Obviously. I mean, I don't see why not, why Pat Verbeek would not want to have a high price for who I still think is a really good goaltender in this league. I really still think that he has potential. John Gibson does to be a number one guy. And if Anaheim can start to figure that out soon, put a team in front of them that can play well enough to be a playoff team, I think he's a guy that can get them to the playoffs. They just need more in front of him. Yes, they have the Stars, they have Zegras, and now they're bringing in Vetrano. They just need to bolster that up a little bit more up front. That's why I'm shocked Sonny Milano was not offered a deal. He's not really made a solid push for him. Uh, A couple other big signs. We mentioned Andre Burakovsky getting the four-year deal with the Seattle Kraken. I'm really liking that move because here's the thing. They have Yanni Gord, and yeah, they traded away Colin Blackwell last year, but this and Jerry McCann, of course, who had a great year for the expansion Kraken. They also brought in Justin Schultz as well to give a little bit more depth on the defensive end. You expect Chris Drieger and Philip Grubauer to be better this year for the Seattle goaltending. 
I'm not I'm not going to go and far and say, oh, Seattle's a playoff team now. I'm not going to do that. Not going to fool you guys there. But I will say this, though. I will say that Seattle is going to be a little bit better. And, of course, I forgot to mention Brandon Tanev. For some reason, everyone's favorite player there in Seattle. That guy is seemingly working out, too. So those are a couple moves that Seattle has made to deepen their lineup, to get better, have some more star power as well. I know Andre Burakovsky was a guy that, you know, before Rantanen and before Makar came in, that he was kind of under the radar, but one of the top players on the hockey club in Colorado. And yeah, he had a little bit of a up and down playoff during the run of the Stanley Cup, but obviously showing that he has some potential to get enough money over $4 million contract with the Seattle Kraken. Like I said, guys, in about five plus minutes, we're going to be joined by Pat Micheletti to talk about the Minnesota Wild, the Wild who made a big move, sending Cam Talbot to the Ottawa Senators, bolstering their goaltending, but also making sure they secured theirs on the home front first with the signing of Marc-Andre Fleury, the re-signing for $3.5 million over the next two years. A couple other signings we'll mention here. We'll mention Toronto. They get Samsonov. Uh, Nick Obey Cubell for $1 million for next season and $750K for Adam Gaudet. So trying to revamp that fourth line that they kind of had to kind of shy away from. Obviously, Jason Spezza retiring. And a couple other things, a couple other signings as well. Nick Letty signing for four years with the St. Louis Blues. He returns after getting traded to Detroit from St. Louis as well as Thomas Grice looking to be the backup now for Jordan Bennington after Billy Husso was sent to the Detroit Red Wings. Thomas Grice signing at $1.25 million for the next season. Uh, Adam Bonilla, that is right. You guys did sign Troy Stetcher earlier today for one year. Troy Stetcher, former Canuck, former Red Wing. Uh, you know, a guy that's just going to give them a little bit of veteran experience, which makes me feel entirely old because I remember when Troy Stetcher was a kid coming into Vancouver singing Barbie girl at the rookie party. And that was, if you guys haven't seen it yet, Troy Stetcher, look it up. Troy Stetcher singing Barbie girl. It's, or it's not, he's not singing it. He's lip syncing it, but it's, it is a video. Adam, I think you would love it. I don't know why I think you'd love it, but it would be hilarious. Uh, Avionics came in with a, uh, with a hard chirp. Not too long ago. Hot take Vegas won't make the playoffs next season. I don't know. It's, it's still the Pacific division. Avionics. It's, it's anyone's guess because I will say I expect LA to get back there. If Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick are still that one, two, that one, a one B tandem that they were last season, they revamped, they re-signed on Adrian Kempe. Brendan Lemieux is back to add that little bit of snarl. Obviously this will be Kopitar. Yeah, I know you're not going to see Dustin Brown anymore, but Drew Doughty's going to be healthy. Watch out for Los Angeles guys. I really like LA and their potential of what they've been doing. They haven't really signed anyone off the free agent market yet. I think it's one of those things though, where you don't want to try to make a move like that. Don't try to go after a big name guy because you are still kind of developing. You still have Quentin Byfield, who's still fairly young as well. And, um, Oh no. Oh gosh. Who's the other big prospect for them? I can't think of them off the top of my head. Ah, this is great. This is going to be great podcasting right here, guys. Uh, I'm going to look up their roster quick because I'm doing a great job of being prepared for stuff like this. Doobie 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 doobie. Oh, Philip Deneau. Cam, they forgot that guy. Um, Arthur Kaliev or Kaliev. That, yes, Arthur Kaliev. Yes, I he came in at the same time as Quentin Byfield. There's another guy. 
that I have high hopes for indeed. Alex Turcott, my goodness. Thank you very much. Mackenzie Willis jumping in here. Alex Turcott, another great prospect and or it's not, not prospect, great young player of this LA Kings team. That's another one. My goodness, can't believe I forgot him. Thank you, Mackenzie, for jumping on that one. Ah, this is why I need more coffee. This is only my fifth cup of the coffee. Fifth cup of the coffee. Holy moly. Gotta drink this faster. That's better. But no, yeah, I think LA is going to be a lot better. The Pacific Division is going to be still a mixed bag of tricks. But I tell you what, something that I am ready to see is going to be what's going to happen in Vancouver with two Elias Pettersons. That's right, Avionics. What do you think about Elias Pettersson the second? You know, I, I'm interested. I I don't. I think a lot of the the hype, of course, is because of the name. They both wear number forty. It's going to be interesting. And, you know, if, hey, if he makes it, awesome. You know, I mean, obviously not every guy that gets drafted in the draft, in the NHL draft, makes it to the NHL. But I think he's got potential. He's got some 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 good uh, good bite to his game. So we'll certainly wait to see what comes out of him. Uh, Pittsburgh also with another signing earlier today, a little bit before the show started. Three years, 2.75 per year for Stanley Cup champion Jan Ruda. Come from, came from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Add some more defensive depth for them because the Pittsburgh Penguins, as we've learned, guys, over the past week, this is a team that wants to win, and they still want to win because they kept Chris Letang on, kept Evgeny Malkin on, even though we literally saw, we thought we heard everything right, that he was going to test the free agency market, and then he didn't. And who was another one that got signed by or re-signed by Pittsburgh? Was it just them two? No, Ricard Raquel who they picked up at the deadline recently, six by $5 million per year for the Penguins. Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith, and Dustin Tekarski will be, looks like to be the third string goaltender as Louis Domingue. Shockingly, of all things, Louis Domingue goes to the New York Rangers. So the guy that beat him in a triple overtime game, thanks to spicy pork, is now all of a sudden their third string goaltender. He said, hey, if we ever have that problem again where we hear goaltenders going down left and right for the Rangers, we have Louis Domingue. Uh, official word on David Perron's contract with the Detroit Red Wings, two years, $4.75 million for David Perron. I like that deal because, A, it's only two years, so I know Larkin's contract's coming up here, and by that point, by the next two years, then you, you're going to have to start worrying about the extensions of both Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider going in there for the Red Wings. I like that a lot. But we got to take a break, folks, because when we come back, we're going to have Pat McAlady on. But I got to remind you, though, first, the guys, that everyone is buying tickets online. So if you want to save some money at the next game or concert you go to, or even next season, sign up for SeatGeek and use the promo code WHR when checking out. It's simple on SeatGeek. SeatGeek.com, guys. Use the promo code WHR on your first purchase. You'll save $20. We'll be back with more World Hockey Report. Free agency madness right after this. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can feel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over 
over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. the world and watch sports with sports travel tours how about the english premier league get up close at one of the f1's grand prix from monaco to singapore and beyond to the nfl packages the games in london and to any across the u.s watch the oilers and flames with road trip packages to vegas and beyond or if you're a hockey nut like us the spangler cup is a must-see event watch canada this december in davos at our favorite championship of the year for details and more visit sportstraveltours.com today Get ready to win with Billy's Smelling Salts. Billy's Smelling Salts are for gamers, athletes, and competitors alike who want to get in the zone. Us at World Hockey Report teamed up with Billy's, and if you use the promo code WHR when checking out, you'll save yourself some money. The highest quality smelling salts in the game and at the best price point if you use the promo code WHR on Billy's. Billy's Smelling Salts. Get ready to win. And welcome back here, everyone, here to World Hockey Report. Free agency madness here on this July the 13th, guys. Holy cow. Thank you very much for sticking it out with us here as we begin our number two of our coverage today. Man, 51 signings totaled so far and probably the best tweet from one of the players, Louis Deming, asking on Twitter today any suggestions for good spicy pork restaurant in NYC asking for a friend. Oh, man, that's going to be some good stuff. NYC's got plenty of good meals as well. That's why you check out Sports Tours, guys. Be sure to check them out and go travel and watch your favorite teams anywhere. But first, though, before we do that, we got to pay attention here because we're going to go up to the land of 10,000 lakes now because we're going to get the latest on what's going on with the Minnesota Wild, a team that is going to be in a cap crunch due to some buyouts with some very long contracts they had previously, but they seem to solidify their goaltending, or at least who their number one guy is. So with that, I needed some, need to talk to a guy that I have had a pleasure of chatting with a time or two. He kind of knows about the Minnesota Wild. He's played in Minnesota his entire career, pretty much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to World Hockey Report, Pat Micheletti. Pat, how are you doing today, sir? Good, Tyler. Good to be back with you. Uh, oh. um, yeah, it's pretty much cricket uh, thus far. Uh, as you just alluded to, uh, not much cap space. So roughly a little over four million, with a couple guys yet to. Um, not expecting a lot. Signed a couple, a uh, couple guys that potentially, you know, um, could be up and down this year, but uh, but pr- pretty quiet overall. Yeah, I mean, it's for a team that 
and you don't have a whole lot of moves. And I remember we were making the joke earlier with Jacob in the chat about the Vegas Golden Knights because that's another team that's in a bit of a cap crunch indeed. But the they knew what they were doing the Wild. They knew that last year was the year. They signed Kaprizov. They knew they had the one down year after the big buyouts. We talked about that, of course, last year as well and how important it was to make the run. They fell short, though. But what do you? Th- how do you think Garen has handled the offseason so far? Re-upping Mark Andre Fleury for the next two years at a very reasonable deal. Let's be honest, for a guy that just won the Vesna over a year ago, and having to offload Cam Talbot's contract. How do you think Billy Garen has done so far? Well, you know, when when you, I mean, we can look at it from different views. the 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 way I see it, and I think the way Billy looks at it, um, all of his core players are, are signed now. Granted. They had, you know, they had no choice. Kevin Fiala, um, so you lose him. But, but, but when you have Kaprizov, you have Hartman, Eck, Felino, and Greenway all next few years. Um, you know that that's the core of your team. And, uh, and with with Brodine and Spurgeon are tied up now. Matt Dumbo will be a free agent at the end. Of the- Got uh, Johnny Merrill, who will not start the season due to a, a shoulder surgery, but he's tied up for the next couple of years. So I think you know his team and understands it. He's got his core guys, guys, and he drafted some players that he put in the minors for a couple of years. Um, who was a full-time player last year, Connor Dewar. Uh, Marco Ross, you know, Mitchell Chafee is a guy to keep, keep your eye on for next year. So with the buyouts of what, you know, what, what they did and what they're living with and what they're comfortable, um, you know what he's saying, I've got to, I've, you know, I've got to see what these get their opportunity, uh, with this team next year. So I think he feels like, you know what, offs again, and. And, uh, you know, hope that the guys that we have are years that they have and that our young kids show us what they can do. Yeah, because with a team with especially in the salary cap era, because we talked about the Tampa Bay Lightning as well, how in a couple of years they're going to have, I think, seven or eight players that are going to be almost paying for fifty four million dollars. You need to find guys and find prospects that can fill up those gaps as well. And, you know, for the while, like you said, they're they're going to be in a cap crunch for a little bit here. You're going to need guys to step up. I really like Connor Dewar. I think he's going to have – I think he has oh. some great potential. I think I like him a lot. Yep. And, of course, and of course they brought in uh, recently as well um, through a trade. They just signed Nick Patan today as well uh, to a two-way yes. deal. A guy with experience. Marco Rossi. Marco Rossi is a big one for me, Pat. You know, Talk about him a little bit because this is a guy that's seemingly been snake bitten since he's been trying to make it to the NHL. But we all know this kid's got a lot of potential still. Well, well, he's a great kid, by the way. Uh, and, and, you know, nobody works harder. But you, let's not hear he was drafted. Uh, um, and going into training camp, and, and, he, and it was, it was uh, you know, it was, it was not good for, for quite such a battle back. So in in essence, he missed the full year of hockey. And came to camp last year 
that, hey, he's got to get his timing back. He's the, uh, the pro. You know, he had a terrific year in Iowa. Hurt a little bit, but but uh, but he had a terrific. Now they think he's ready to make that jump. And, you know, quite frankly, I, you know, a lot of really, really good things. He's really, really good on the power play. Exceptional. A good skater, not a great skater. Uh, you know, it works well with Matthew Boldy uh, when they played together down in Iowa. So, so and Lath overall. And, and so I think he's really going to and and show these guys that he's ready to play. And listen, you know, if, you know, I, it's, it's very hard to replace a guy who um, had 85-point goals and uh, um, has been in the league. Uh, that being said, you know, and, and, and just t- take away some of that bite, yet improve their happy. Yeah, because, I mean, it's you need to have guys step up like that, and I think Rossi is getting to that point. One guy that's not signed yet, but obviously is going to be on the radar for many Minnesota Wild fans, and for multiple reasons. That's the guy, like I mentioned, they recently got in a trade, Brock Faber. Now, you yourself, you know that, that young man pretty well. You're, you, I mean, you only get to broadcast Minnesota hockey. Lucky you. Right. Unfortunately, us in Michigan, we kind of get stuck with our guys. No offense to Western Affairs. Love those guys to death. But Brock Faber with the Gophers has been obviously, you know, increasingly one of the top players, not just in the Big Ten, but I think really if you even want to go the entire Western part of the NCAA, you know, what is he going to, I mean, obviously not signed yet, but what do you think he's going to be able to bring to the wild prospect pool moving forward down the line? Well, in lieu of to tell you what other people have told me, and I've talked to David Quinn about him. I've talked to Bridget St. Cloud. State, and I've talked to Mike Hastings, uh, the head coach at Minnesota State Picks. They had him at the World Juniors. Um, draft pick. He is NHL ready, in my opinion. In my my opinion, he was, you know, you know, a, a top three defenseman in college hockey. You don't want to take anything away from the other guys, the Sandersons, the the power, the because they're they're great players also, and I don't want to compare, you know, make comparisons. Is ready to jump into the National Hockey League. He will be with the Minnesota Wild at the end of this season. So, um, in terms of 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 what Bill Garrett for Kevin Fiala, when other teams in the league know that. You can't sign him. Um, I think I think Bill Guerin did a terrific the return and the 19th overall pick, which turned out to be, be the Ogren kid from uh, Sweden and yeah. Brock Faber. I, I think that that was a uh, a great reach out of Wild, but um, Brock Faber is is the real deal. Now, now player is he? You know he. You know a lot of people say well. Well, you know what? He hasn't put up a lot of a, a lot. Well, maybe he hasn't been put in a spot to contribute offensively. A Jackson Lacombe, uh, um, a Kester, a Ryan Johnson are more power play guys. Uh, you know, 
Brock hasn't been where he has to be the main guy in a power play. Can he drive a power play? I think, uh, but what he will give you is minutes. He will eat minutes. He will play against the top player teams. He'll kill penalties. Um, and just uh, just a great uh, overall play. And so oh, I, I think Minnesota, I think the Wild got real lucky in getting him. Yeah, because he's he's playing right now on a Gophers team who is my if if there's a team that I could pick right now to win the Big Ten, it's it's Minnesota. Because not just because Michigan lost so many players, but I just it's it's so. I mean, you know this, you know, yeah. Pat, We've talked yeah. about it before. It's it's top heavy. It's very top heavy in the Big Ten. And I think Minnesota right now going in, even though even though last year they lost their number one goaltender in the middle of it, Jack Lafontaine signed with Carolina. They were still there towards the end. <coughs> Um, I would agree with you with talent, but you, you, you know, let's not forget. And, you know, I talked to. We lost Pat Micheletti there. Let's see if we can try to get him back. Somehow had a slight disconnection connection error with Pat. Let's see if we can get him to jump on here in just a moment. I'll quick message him to see if, if he can get back because we were obviously having a great conversation about the Minnesota golden Gophers here on world hockey report here on this free agent frenzy day, a contract that just got signed with the Florida Panthers, Nick cousins signing a two year deal, according to Bobby Margaritaville. And so, yeah, no, it's certainly a good move there for the Florida Panthers, but I really like what the Panthers are doing now. Cause now they're signing depth. They're signing young players. And, I really think that they're going to, like we mentioned, like they haven't done a whole lot today, but that's because they can't do a whole lot, but they're doing little things to do. Colin White, they try that. We'll see if that works out for sure. Uh, we're going to take a quick pause here, guys. We're going to take a quick pause and we're just going to get a couple things figured out. Don't worry. Well, we won't be back too far. Just want to make sure that all of our connection stuff's good with Pat right after this here on World Hockey Report. All right, let's try this again. We're back here at World Hockey Report. We're going to stand by for Pat McLeod to try to rejoin us here for just a little bit longer here, talking about the Minnesota Wild, Minnesota hockey, and more here on World Hockey Report on this busy day. Probably it's so busy, that's probably why all the internet's being worked up around the entire world, let alone North America, let alone Michigan, and of course, where Pat is, up in the great state of Minnesota. Um, Not too many other signings really worth mentioning though at the moment nothing really huge obviously it's kind of calmed down a little bit probably good for all of us here gives us a second to breathe and catch our breaths because man it's been crazy let's try this again here we got him back here we got pat micheletti pat sorry about that friend we lost you not pat your mic's off can we hear you there pat 
I can see you. No, no, his mic's not working. Panic. Something I did? Nope. Now he's off screen, but it's okay. We'll wait for him to come back here. Um, but like I said, a couple other things that were going on today across the National Hockey League. We mentioned Yuri Slokovsky right off the top of the show. That happened right as the show opened up. Slokovsky signing his ELC with the Montreal Canadiens. Pat, can we hear you there, friend? Oh, no. It's broken, Pat. We've we've broken the pat. If that makes sense. But here we'll we'll pull you off, Pat, for a second. Let us know. Uh, shoot me an email or shoot me a message here. We'll make sure we can get you back on here because we love talking with Pat Micheletti here on World Hockey Report. Phone's going off like crazy once again. What's going on over here? Madness all across the land. And now, oh, there's oh, like I can say I got myself an American League deal here. All right, let's try this one more time with Pat Micheletti. He's going to try to connect with us once again here in just a little bit. He's going to back out and try it again. That's okay. Madison Bowie, by the way, adding some defense depth with the Montreal Canadiens. He signs a two-way deal for 750 k Colin Blackwell, who was with the Toronto Maple Leafs last year after starting with the Seattle Kraken, he's with the Chicago Blackhawks now. Two-year, one-way contract at $1.2 million. Uh, we mentioned actually Mason Marchment earlier with Stephen Ellis talking about the Florida Panthers. He sticks it out now with the Dallas Stars. He was whispered and rumored to go to Carolina, but he actually goes to Dallas. Great contract for him. Four years at $4.5 million. And now we're rejoined once again. Pat, can we hear you this time? You got me. There we are. No. Nope. Oh, guys. Oh, man, I apologize. You know what? It's Pat. With my luck, it's my fault. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play the goalie card here. The puck's in the back yes. of my net. It's my fault, not your fault, Pat. Because you were you were never at fault for your goaltenders getting scored on, right? Never. No. Are you kidding? No, actually, I I stayed in the offensive zone, Tyler. You you and uh, you and Joe just hung out near the blue line and just waited exactly. for the guys to feed you the puck, right? Exactly. That, that big old Olympic ice you guys used to have it uh, up in Minneapolis back in the day. Um, we Before it. we lost you there, Pat, we were talking about the Minnesota yep. Gopher system there. We we're talking about how they're going to be towards the top of the Big Ten. And, I mean, the reason why we say that, too, is because there's so many great NHL-ready prospects on this team. I mean, we mentioned LaFontaine, who in the middle of the year, Carolina's goalie situation was so yep. bad, he got signed, and he went to them, and they still had a really good group and still behind after he left. I mean, name a couple of the guys we're going to be seeing in the NHL here soon. Well, Matthew Nice, you know, you know, we and we and and, and Matthew Nice is another one. Uh, you know, a lot of people um, with the Toronto Maple Leafs second round pick uh, or fourth round pick a year ago. Uh, both him and Brock, uh, which I really commend them. You know, and and I, and I hope others take notice of what what they're doing um, are both guys ready to play in the national hockey, but um, they both understand that there's more to it. just wanting to get to that next level too fast. Um, they both understand that they are worked on their game a little bit, get more, get a little bigger, get a little stronger, get stronger, all of those things that, that come into it. And, and uh, you know, I commend them uh, for coming. You know, you've mentioned you know 
Logan Cooley, the third pick overall, probably could have signed with the, you know, the, with the third pick overall. He's, you know, his skill level is 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 off the charts. Uh, but you know what? He's he's only eighteen, and 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 when you're going up against, you know, twenty five, twenty six year old guys who have been around that uh, little grizzle to them. Um, oh no, we lost Pat. Pat ran away. Oh no. Oh, poor Pat. Oh, I'm, that's a bummer too. I don't know. Let's say what's going on here today with our connection with Pat Micheletti. We do apologize for any technical difficulties we are having. Let's say bummer for Pat. Let's see if I can actually, let's see what, let's try something here. Try to get him by the phone. Cause I think we can get him by the phone here. Cause that might work a little bit better. Because remember, we, I on an old show we had this problem before. Because this might be a little bit easier than trying to keep on connecting with the connection issues that we're having here. Give me a second. Yeah. Pull out the old trusty earbuds because I don't need these when we're doing video. See, so we're gonna try to get them on via phone here. To wrap things up here with Pat Micheletti, we're joining. Thank you all for sticking with us here on World Hockey Report. Be sure to jump in the chat as well, guys. Where is Johnny Goudreau going? Hello. Charles. No, we did not lose connection, Charles. Where is Johnny Gaudreau going? Johnny Gaudreau sounds like the New Jersey Devils. That is what we are hearing so far. That's what we've that's been the whispers, the word. We've been hearing that that's potentially the move we're gonna see because it obviously, yes, there was the whole Philadelphia Flyers tie-in, because that's where he's from. And then there was the New York Islanders jumping into the conversation. But unfortunately, that did not that was not the case. That was now all of a sudden the devils and the New Jersey devils. Uh, they're seeming like they're holding off, making any more moves. They did sign Brendan Smith, try to help out that defense core a little bit because that might be the right maneuver to get him on board because to get, or to get a little bit, you know, to convince Johnny Gaudreau because you need to have a better team there. PK Subban, of course, is going to stay on the market here for a little bit. I don't expect him to sign nearly whatever he, it was at $9 million. So, not a bad move at all here by the Devils, and they're trying to make sure they can make it work. Now, Johnny Gaudreau is apparently still fielding phone calls, but nothing is set in stone yet for him and the signing officially. And we're also waiting to hear what's going to happen with Nazem Kadri. That's another name we haven't talked about a whole lot yet here on today's program because, well, we're not sure exactly what is going to happen with Kadri because what we heard at 12.01 was that he was fielding multiple and I mean multiple phone calls because there is a guy that certainly earned a lot of people's respects for how he ended up, for how he played this year, and for all that he went through in the playoffs. Yes, I know there's a lot of people that have presumptions on how you know how he's played in the past, the type of player he's been in the past, but what he has done over the last little while is incredible. From my perspective, I mean, I know, yes, I'm biased because I saw him. I'm a London Knights fan, cheered for him when he was in Toronto. I understand all the hoopla. I understand that. But here's my thing. If he was not this good, he would not be sitting here today without a contract yet. Because I say yet, because obviously he's getting like his old, old London Knights teammate, John Tavares, multiple offers. I don't think they're having the big carousel like we saw outside of New York, uh, or was it, excuse me, not New York, LA, 
uh, back in 20, oh my gosh, 2018 now? It was, it was 2018, my goodness. Talk about today feeling old. That's me, Tyler Kuehl. Um, But man, that was a that was a long time ago. But that's what I'm saying. Nazem Kadri has earned that ability to get multiple people calling about him here. And you're right. He might get what people perceive as overpaid. But that's what happens when you have great years and you're only making chump change before that. So, yeah, he's going to get a good hefty pay raise. And don't expect Johnny Goudreau either to not get a huge pay raise as well because New Jersey Devils, without that $9 million cap hit of P.K. Subban on their books anymore, they have that money to give to Johnny Hockey. Now, how long is that going to be is the big question. Obviously, Johnny Goudreau wants to go to a team that's a winner. But obviously, the Devils, I I think the Devils are right there on that point of they get a goaltender. Sorry, Mackenzie Blackwood, you're almost there, but not there yet. You get a goaltender, a little bit deeper on defense, and you have yourself at least a playoff team. Because this was a team that was dragged to the playoffs by Taylor Hall one year, but almost single-handedly with, what was that, Schneider and Kincaid? I mean, that, that pairing was awful. So, yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't sleep. Do not sleep on the, on the New Jersey Devils with Johnny Hockey on board. Because I think that with him... Jack Hughes up front. I mean, they're going to have, I mean, uh, Sarango, uh, uh, Igor Sanagovich, Sarangovich. I think there's another guy that's going to be, you know, continuing to evolve and to get better as the years goes on for him. I like where the devils are standing right now. I'm just trying to see if there's any other contracts that have come through. Obviously everyone's trying to get everything done. So they can get ready, get ready for a long weekend. Maybe, I don't know. It's only Wednesday. So, um, like I said, a couple other ones. Uh, Nick Patan was official. Uh, Minnesota with a few signings, actually. Stephen Fogarty, Andre Schuster, and Brandon Baddock all signing two-way deals for the Wild. Uh, Phoenix Copley going to the LA Kings. He's going to be in their system, probably going down to Ontario. Signs a well, and maybe not. He signs a one-way deal at 825 grand. Hello, waivers coming up here. Uh, I mentioned Greg McKegg going to the Oilers earlier with Janner at two years at $762,500. Very specific indeed. Uh, looks like we're not going to be able to get Pat Micheletti back because, man, that was you know, Pat Micheletti and I. Fun little story here. We There was one time I had him on my show. We did a recording. And we I think we ended up doing a show. We had him on for like it was 45 minutes on the air. But I think we talked for like another hour afterwards, just about random stuff, because I myself am a big college hockey buff and love to do it myself. And I, love, I broadcast college hockey myself. So it's it's always fun. When we get to go down memory lane a little bit when we discuss, you know, Minnesota Golden Gophers hockey or Minnesota State and whatnot. And the NCAA tournament, obviously. You know, Pat was on some pretty good teams with the Gophers back in his day. But here in just a couple minutes, we're going to be joined by Peyton Turnage. Talk about the National Predators. We're going to have him be a phone because, well, uh, I guess the video chat's not working out too well for us today. We're having a couple issues, even when we had it with Jana earlier on. So we'll have that here in just a little bit. Be sure to jump in the chat, though, guys, and let us know what you think of what has happened today so far. Who has been your big signing? Who do you think maybe should have been signed for less who should have been signed for more who needs to be signed and who should not have been signed let us know what you guys think in the comment section and be sure to follow us guys at world hockey rpt mentioned also guys why not book a trip with your dream sporting event with sports travel tours they have nhl trips as well as the spangler cup the nfl formula one premier league packages and more at sports travel tours.com uh, one of the other we've mentioned the we're going to talk about this with peyton too the trade 
for Tony D'Angelo to Philadelphia. I had a conversation with Mary Clark of the Lockdown Network last week. She put out a really good article about it. I don't know why that move was made. I don't know what the decision-making was behind that maneuver, but I was not a fan of it at all. I really thought that Tony D'Angelo just, I'm sorry. It's for me, it's the guy. And before you say, Oh, but it's a, it's a good hockey movie. He's a good hockey player. Well, I'm sorry, guys. There's a reason why he's not a Ranger anymore. One year after getting Norris votes, he got Norris votes and he still got kicked off the team because nobody wanted to play with him. So yeah, sorry that I was not too much of a fan of the maneuvers there. Uh, jumping, looking back down to the chat. How do you think Detroit did today? Dan, I think Detroit did great today, Dan. And you know what? Dan, if you stay tuned here at the end of the show here, so around a little after five o'clock, close to five o'clock, got a little bit of a, a tease for next week's show. If you're, if you like the wings, you'll like what we talk about in that retrospect, because got someone coming on the show to talk about the Detroit Red Wings a little bit. That'll be fun. But like I said, guys, we got a little bit more to go, a little bit more to dive into today. So with that, allow us to bring on our final guest here on today's show. God willing. Of course, then again, if you wanted, if anyone else decided to call me and yell about stuff, I'd be willing to take it for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a freelance, free agent, play-by-play broadcaster like myself. He is none other than a guy that's in Indiana right now from Missouri. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Peyton Turnage. Peyton, how are you doing today, sir? Well, you, you knew I was still in Indiana. Yeah, I didn't get out of Indy quick enough, and so I'm stuck in traffic. But, uh, otherwise, I'm doing great. Uh, also, uh, Detroit called me to come play for them, so I'm really excited. You're gonna. What are you gonna be? Uh, you're getting the getting a two way uh, minimum wage contract. Uh, now they're going one way. They want me to uh, be their backup. So it's gonna be me and uh, Nadukovich rolling. So. so what? They're just gonna kick Billy Huso right after they sign him, Peyton? Are you, is that what's gonna happen now? Exactly. Um, they're gonna go to Toronto just like Jesse Blake wanted them to. So wanted him to. Oh yeah. Well, that, you know what? I want to hear your thoughts. Obviously you and I were, we listened to the Steve Dangle podcast and they were, Jesse Blake was angry because he thought Billy Huso was coming to Toronto, but instead they get Matt Murray and obviously they signed Ilya Samsonov today. What is your thoughts on these goalie situation in the six? Uh, good luck. <laughs> I mean, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's tons of potential there. But, like, I have the potential to be an astronaut, you know? I, Man, I don't know. I mean, Matt Murray is a guy that's done it. He, he has two cups that he won virtually himself, even though Marc-Andre Fleury was there part of, part of that, too. But, man, oh, man, he, he's really and, – and then you look at the Leafs. Have they hired a new goaltending coach? Uh, oh, gosh, I thought so. I could be wrong. They, they're changing their tandem with two goalies that are question marks, and you have a new goalie coach on top of it. So if you're Kyle Dubas, and, and they talked about this on the Steve Dangle pod too, if you're Kyle Dubas and Brandon Shanahan, you better hope this works out, or you are gone. Uh, Curtis Samper. Curtis Samper. That's who they signed. Oh, great. Kurt, oh, St. Louis Blues fan. legend, Curtis Sanford. Blues, the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Leafs goaltending is There is nothing, Peyton, there's nothing like a guy that should be a coach than a guy that has almost double-digit teams under his resume. Well, it's true. I mean, I don't know if you can hear me. Hold on. Um, it's true. I mean, you look at all the goalie coaches across the 
league. I mean, how many of them are Vezina winners? Like, how many Vezinas did Mitch Korn win? So, maybe I'm a little, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm being a little too crass about my boy Curtis Sanford. Well, okay, who, okay, is, it's almost like, who's the best, go- like, Billy Ranford might have been the most successful NHL goalie coach ever. Like, goalie that was a goalie before that became a goalie coach. So, like, Sean, him and, yeah, him, because he's won the Stanley Cup and a Conn Smythe Trophy. Like, Sean Burke is great. But Sean Burke is no more than consultant, but also he never won a cup. At least Billy Ranford did. Like, that's why, like, that's the thing. Like, it's always say those who can't play coach. Ranford is literally the outlier in this scenario, to your point. And then Patrick Waugh just ran right up the chain of command and was a head coach, which I don't know how many goalie head coaches there are, but. Uh, not many. Well, okay. You're telling me that Patrick Waugh in the province of Quebec literally just couldn't just go up and knock on a door of some team and say, you know what? I played for Montreal for a long time. I want to coach here. Whatever you say, Mr. Wall, here's the keys to the castle. Here are the keys to the Pepsi Coliseum. Hey, you're telling me that if he walked to the, I mean, obviously with Marty St. Louis just getting signed now, but like you don't think if he ever went back to Santa Bell and knocked on the door to Jeff Molson and said, Jeff, I'm coming back. You don't think Jeff would fire everyone and bring Patrick Wall in? I don't know, man. I like do he has, think he has more time. power than Justin Trudeau. Let's in in the province of Quebec. Let's be honest here. Well, I, I mean, anyone's got more power than Justin Trudeau in the, in the province of Quebec is Quebec kind of wants to just be their own nation. But no, no, that was no, there. that was Pierre Trudeau. Peyton, get your his, get your Canadian history right. Well, don't they want out again? Uh, not as much. But Dylan Kaiser saying free, create crazy free agent. Crazy fee agency so far. How much are we paying for this, Dylan? If it's fee agency, Peyton's not paying to be us on the show, else we'd make a lot more money. Uh, Peyton, let's get to Nashville here. All right. By the way, uh, oh. the Bruins have announced they are signing a one year, two way contract for Connor Carrick. Good to hear the part time hockey player, full time podcaster Connor Carrick getting an opportunity to play in the NHL still, at least being in the NHL system. But Let's go with Nashville here, Peyton. By the way, I know you're heartbroken. David Riddick signing earlier with the Winnipeg Jets, so I know you're bummed that he's not there anymore. But Ryan McDonough coming to Nashville here. I Yes, he's older. Yes, he's over the, maybe past his prime by a few years. But, you know, for a team that with the, with that's not the defense core that we saw five years ago, how important do you think bringing a Stanley Cup champion like McDonough is to this lineup in Nashville? It's absolutely important. He makes a significant contribution no matter what team he signs with. We're talking a former captain. We're talking, I believe, a former Olympian, if not close. He would be an Olympian today if if uh, Team USA had uh, NHLers. And we're talking perhaps, I mean, I don't think I'm going too far out of left field to say that he is definitely a top 10 shutdown defenseman in the league. And that signified to me, along with the Philip Forsberg contract, that David Boyle still believes that they can compete. And they're really one or two moves away from still challenging in the Central Division, especially when you look at the rest of the teams comparatively. But McDonough's going to step in, be a leader right away. He probably won't get a letter on his chest as of yet just because of the current leadership core. But the Predators' defense has been lacking defensively on the right side with the exception of Alex Carrier. And with Ekholm and Yossi already on the left side. I guess you kind of have to shoehorn McDonough over to the right. But that is just such a huge difference on the defensive side to get him into the lineup. And it was it was definitely a shock um, once when that happened. Yeah, because 
it, that that is the one that was the one problem. I mean, especially when Ryan Ellis left, and of course everyone was trying to ship Matias Ekholm out of there, and you know, it's it's gonna. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think many people are expecting Nashville to be the the world beaters. But now you look at this way, Peyton. There's, I. It feels like on this July 13th that we're having this conversation, albeit with the re-signing of Forsberg, with the addition of a veteran defenseman like Ryan McDonough, with the still intact goaltending tandem of UC Saros and Connor Ingram. It's hard to not look at, especially with how Minnesota wild are going to be possibly this year. There's optimism that Nashville should be in the top three again, right? I would say top three, top two. It really depends on how things go from here on out. When you look at that top line, of course, you've got Forsberg, you've got Duchesne, you've got Ryan Johansson. Now the question is that second line. Ellie Tolvanen didn't quite work out. Luke Cunnan didn't work out. He was traded to San Jose. You still have Mikel Granlund. And then you've got guys like Cody Glass and Philip Tomasino coming up who are potentially second-line guys. You've got to find someone to fill up that left-side spot. David Poyle the other day on the radio said, I believe it was actually yesterday, that long-term contract may not be in the cards with the current Preds money situation. Right now they're um, they got $9.6 million of cap space. They've still got to give new contracts to Jakob Trennan and John Leonard. You really wanted to go short-term, and that's where a guy like David Perron could have come into play. But instead, he goes two years, about $5 million, I think $4.5 million to Detroit. Right. Now you look at who is left. You've got Andre Palat. You've got the Strom brothers. And a few others in there, but those are the main three in my mind. Now, it came out today – and they were kind of beating this around on 102.5 Nashville, the flagship station of the Predators, that they might do another McDonough-type situation of taking advantage of a team that's cash-strapped. The team, in this case, is the Vegas Golden Knights with one of either Max Pacioretty or Jonathan Marshes. So Pacioretty has one year, $7 million left, and Vegas has to clear cap space to resign Riley Smith. Yeah, I've I've heard that I've heard Pacioretty, Peyton. Uh, that's that's seemingly being the front runner right now for their offloading moves because of the fact that it's it's an easier move than Marchessault because of the fact that it's won by seven million dollars. And again, like the McDonough trade, really wasn't much going the other way. You give Grant Mishmash, who was a mid-range prospect, and Philip Myers, who getting him off the books was just an absolute miracle. It's not out of the realm of possibility that you can do that once again in this trade with Vegas. I want to go back to the McDonough trade real fast. Boyle mentioned in his interview on the radio yesterday that the trade did, as we may have all thought, did come out of nowhere. It was actually McDonough's agent that called him, letting him know that this was a possibility. And if you're David Boyle, how do you pass up on that? Not, not You don't, because, like I said, veteran defensemen veteran Stanley Cup winning defenseman who left-handed, but you know, you can make that try to work with your, with your lineup. So I really, I, I like that move by David Poyle because let's be honest, Peyton, you were on the fritz about being a Preds fan because of, you know, ownership or whatever. But the fact of the matter was, was that you didn't know which way this team was going, but now they've obviously tried to secure their future a little bit by Forsberg and whatnot. So, and like I said, they still have two of the youngest goal. T- they probably have the youngest goaltending tandem in the league now, so you outside of Arizona, but that's a different discussion for a different time. But I mean, you certainly don't, you can't not like what they're doing right now. And you add to it what they did at the draft, getting Joachim Kamel, who many picked to be top 10, about seventh place, and they get him at number 17. Now that happened 
back in, I believe, 2016 or 17 with Ellie Tolvin, and people had him top 15, and he fell to 28. But I still feel optimistic about um, having Joachim Kamel, who apparently is a very good shooting winger. So the Predators are, are checking all the boxes. They are they brought back Forsberg. They brought in the veteran defenseman. Hopefully they get a, a good top six forward. Otherwise, I think that's really going to derail their season. They're shaping up, and, they, and they're for real. They're, they, they know what they need to do. They're getting rid of the right guys. They let guys like Nick Cousins, uh, Matt Benning walk in free agency, uh, Ben Harper. They traded Luke Cunning, like I said before, which, by the way, it's hilarious that now Luke Cunning and Nick Benino are on the same team. But the Preds are checking the boxes of, of all the summer wish lists right now. So they're not quite there, but they're doing all the right things. And we've had our doubts about David Poyle. Sometimes he's, he can be Mr. Old Boys Club and, and kind of stick to what he's familiar with. But so far, so good with Poyle. Yeah, and, and Poyle, is, I know, has been – you know, up and down with the, in the, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here in the, uh, in the polls and the, the appreciation polls or whatever they, I don't know what the heck they're called, but uh, the, the fan polls, whatever people have been up and down whether or not they like David Poyle. It depends on the day. It depends if they win or lose. It seems like with the national the approval rating. What? The approval rating. Approval rating. Thank you very much. Yes. From the news anchor guy himself. Forgets it. Literally. I just don't forget folks. Whenever I do the news, I literally just read words. I don't actually, I'm literally, I'm, I'm honest to goodness. I'm anchor man. I, I sit there and I just read the prompt. I, I, I read everything. Can't change the prompt or else I'm going to say something very bad towards the city of San Diego. It's, it's great. Uh, we're here with Peyton Turnage for a broadcaster and guy that's stuck in traffic right now. And any, are you, what are you on 69 right now? Well, I'm on 69 and I'm going 69. So it's double nice. Oh, there you go. I started to get, starting to get up that way. The reason why I know where he is, folks, because Peyton is actually coming up north with us this weekend. We go to our buddy Harrison Watts' wedding, and I'm going to try to teach Peyton how to play golf. So that's going to be something. That That's going to be something that might hit the, the World Hockey Report social medias, Peyton, just letting you know. Yeah, I'll be starting World Golf Report pretty soon. <laughs> Sir, World Golf Report with Peyton Turnage. Peyton, what are you using? A golf club. How far are you going to hit it? Straight. It's going to be going to be cutting-edge reporting from Peyton Turnage. But, you know, out of all the moves today, I don't know how, been able, how much you've been able to pay attention today, Peyton. I know you've been doing other things, which I'll ask about here when we before we sign off here. But what move has really been, I don't say shocking, but kind of one that made you go, whoa, what is this? I mean, because, yes, Jack Campbell getting signed by Edmonton, that was pretty much seemingly something that was going to be happening and, and pretty much set in stone at about 6 o'clock yesterday. But there's been other, some, a lot of other moves. I mean, I say Claude Giroux for me was the biggest one that I said, wow, I was not ready for him to actually go to Ottawa. What is Peyton Turnage's big stunner so far today? I think the magnitude of the signings by Detroit. We knew they would kind of go big because they have the cap space. But you look at just everyone they're snatching up. And I think the biggest surprise to me has to be Ben Sherrod. What was it, four years? I think 4.8 per season. Is that right? Four by 4.75. But yeah, you're close. Yeah. 4.75. Close enough, rounding up. But they are just snatching guys up left and right. And, you know, they've been kind of sitting around as this young team with potential. And now Stevie Eisman's 
putting veterans in the right places to help these young guys succeed. So Detroit might be shaping up for a good run here. As far as a signing in your quotes, uh, well, what's that? I mean, it's got to be Eric Branson to Columbus, right? Four years, $16 million contract. I mean, how is he, one, how is he still in the league? Two, how is he making anything above $1 million, let alone four per season? That just does not make sense to me. I tweeted earlier that it really reminded me of the 2012 offseason when Florida signed Philip Kuba, four years, $16 million. And I remember thinking, okay, this lockout is inevitable. And it kind of makes me feel that way again today. Don't start that, Peyton. Do not bring that up. I mean, it's we have four more years, four more years. For before the before the CBA ends, if you start bringing up the word lockout now, I'm going to throw my phone out the window and hopefully never hear from you again. Well, it at least makes me lose my faith in humanity, which may have gone out the window long before that, anyway. Well, yeah, that that's well, that that's. I mean, I don't know what you say. That's neither here nor there. I mean, I, I lost my I, I I work in news radio, folks. I have no faith in humanity. We're all going to die. It's going to be great. Um, by the well, way, in case you're curious, folks, why it's such a big deal that it's four million dollars per season for Erica Branson. He is now the second highest paid defenseman for the Columbus Blue Jackets, only behind Zach Orensky, and it's only by four and a half million dollars, five and a half million dollars, excuse me. So in case you're curious on how, I don't want to say how light the Blue Jackets are defensively, but when Erica Branson, your second highest paid defenseman there, Peyton, uh, yeah, expectations are low there in the state capital of the state down south. Well, especially when you look at Columbus, they've just been, trying to get in on all these big names out there. Jacob Chickering, the biggest one that comes to mind. And I can't remember. There was one trade recently. I can't think of who it was that apparently Columbus was in on, too. Oh, okay. We'll just miss out on that and sign Eric Branson instead. That's a good consolation prize. Like, you're telling me you couldn't get him at $2 million? I, I guess his agent's just laughing all the way to the bank. It's kind of like when the Leafs signed Jeff Finger. Jeff Finger, I mean, that was the best part about that contract. I remember he signed, was it $4 million when he signed for? Four years. It was something pretty substantial. And, and I saw him was, with the Marlies. Uh, His last year of his contract, he was with the Marlies. I saw him in Grand Rapids like five times. And I'm like, a $4 million defenseman in Grand Rapids. Look at that. And it was mistaken identity because the Leafs thought they were signing Kurt Sauer. Clearly. Uh, Kurt, wait, Kurt's No, Matt Sauer. That's who they thought they signed. You know, you remember Matt Sauer, right? I don't remember Matt Sauer. Matt no. Sauer, I th- he played for Colorado. He was a Michigan that's, boy. His that's Kurt Sauer. What? That's Kurt Sauer. No, it's Matt Sauer. Okay, you can look it up and be wrong. Matt Sauer. Holy cow! There's apparently there's a baseball Matt Sauer too. Oh, it's Mike. Was it Mike Sauer? Oh, it was Mike Sauer. That's who it was. Okay. There was a Craig Sauer. Yes. There was a football player named Craig Sauer. Look yeah. up Kurt Sauer, K-U-R-T, Kurt. Kurt Sauer. He didn't play for the Wolverines, but he did play for Colorado. Then who did Matt? I thought Matt played for Colorado too, or Mike played for Colorado too. No, he played for the Rangers. Holy moly. Good but thing. Kurt Sauer was the guy that in this story. I don't know who he played college for. I'm but... going to start being like a sourpuss here in a little bit. Oh, uh, let's see here. Oh, oh we got here. Trout. 
Let's look at the chat here. Ed Pottinger says Detroit is going to be good this season. Gotta love Stevie Y. Not a Detroit fan, but an elite player doing a fine job as GM is cool. I agree with you there 100% there, Ed, because you want to know why a guy that was a former elite player, now a current GM, just won the Stanley Cup, by the way, Joe Sackick. So you know what? Maybe maybe Wayne Gretzky didn't ruin it for everybody, Peyton. Maybe there are former elite players that can go into management and coaching and do a good job. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we talked about uh, you know, Stevie Y. What about the team that he was formerly with and some of the moves they've made? Signing uh, Sergachev to, what was it, eight years, eight point something? 8.5, 8.9? Eight years. I have it written down right here. Where is it? Eight years at eight and a half million. Anthony Sorelli at eight by six point two five million. Eric Chernak, eight by five point two. That's that's why I asked the question. Like I when we were talking to Stephen Ellis earlier on in the show in hour one, I remember I asked him, I'm like, so how bad are the Tampa Bay Lightning gonna be in 2031? Like this is going to be a team that's going to be good for the next few years. Let's not let's not knock that around here. Victor Hedman's still there. Stamkos, Kucherov, obviously still Sorelli. Yes, they're going to lose Andre Palat here. We're still waiting to hear where, where he's going to go. But they still have in goal. They still have Vasilevsky. Uh, whoever they want to put at their backup, Brian Elliott. Who cares? It doesn't really matter when you have eighty-eight in net for them. They're going to be good. But at the end of these contracts, there's going to be problems, right? <laughs> Uh, aren't there problems right now? I mean, where, where's the cap at right now? Uh, let's have a look-see here. I don't actually, you know what? Let's just go to the big cap friendly page where right now we have spent 728, $729 million today. Uh, as it stands right now, Tampa is Tampa still at the top. They have over six and a half million dollars over the cap. Over. Over the cap, yes. And they are still needing to give contracts to Cernak and company. I thought you couldn't, because this is where Philadelphia is trying to sign uh, Johnny Goudreau. I thought you couldn't go over the cap. Well, I guess there's LTIR that they're going to plug in. But um, I thought I thought they can't sign Goudreau because they can't move out the cap space. Am I incorrect? Well, no, maybe you can No, you can have as much you can spend as much as you want, but there's a certain date, I think in is it September or August, that you have to actually get it down to the respectable number for the cap hit. And it seems like with all these moves, because right now they have it set, they're all locked up for this season. They have a full roster and everything. But I mean, I don't know. You think they're going to try to move Corey Perry? There's, I mean, there's that. There's Brandon Hagel, who they just signed. So they probably not him, but Pierre Edward Belmar is another guy that could get moved. Like, there's guys that they could move if they need to to use this trade bait here to open up some space. But because as far as I know, I haven't heard anything about any guys going under the knife for long enough to use LTIR. Well, as history proves, Tampa finds a way, don't they? Well, I'm just saying, are we going to, well, actually, no, they're going to have, oh, they are actually paying. I forgot about this. They are going to have $6.875 million used of LTIR because they have Brent Seabrook's contract on the books. Okay. I I knew he was still there, but. So that would put him under the cap as of right now. There's another guy they have. Uh, Maybe, uh, I remember Arizona had the corpse of Marion Hosa, but. Oh, no, at one point they had like the best three players in hockey. They had Chris Pronger, Pavel Datsuk, and Marion Hosa all on the same team. 
you talk about very, Cap, you uh, talk about all the problems with tampering or whatever. How about Arizona just not having a real team? No offense to Adam Bonilla, but they're like I'm talking about like not having players that actually play on your team. I was gonna say, is there a dead cap Hall of Fame? There should be. Well, no, like Pavel Datsu, I mean now Pavel Datsuk, who's recently actually retired, I believe now it's gonna be interesting to see what happens because I, I it's hard for me not to think that he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame in three years. But wait, so Alex, Alexander Simmon had a farewell game, but Pavel Datsu didn't. Yeah, I, I, I don't I'm I'm not sure. I'm I'm inter- I maybe it's maybe he's not as close with the uh with the uh upper echelon there with the with the Kremlin. I don't know. I I don't know anything. I'm not even gonna try to figure out uh what's going on there. Um by the way, Oscar Dansk signing goaltending depth of the Calgary Flames, one year two way deal at seven hundred and fifty K. That just came through as well. Um also, like I mentioned, Nick Cousins also. How how mad are you going that Nick Cousins is going south of Florida there? I'm just relieved he's no longer in gold. He's he gonna be he's gonna be Florida in blue house. and red and gold. That's fine. I he can go. That's that's totally okay. So and then I got in an argument on Twitter with uh Nashville writer uh Gallagher. Uh I can't his first name escapes me at the moment, but uh Noel Gallagher yeah, from uh, Oasis. Here's Wonderwall. Uh, maybe it was just maybe his name was just Gallagher and he smashes uh, watermelons. But Gallagher, anyway, <laughs> Michael Gallagher. My goodness, I, I'm friends with him. I, I, it's been one of those days. Good anyway, friend you I are. Hey, argument... I remember people's names. What's my name? Jesus. No, I don't know. Alex. Um. <laughs> um. I was saying that I got in an argument with him because he had. Payton did not. Oh, there you uh, go. Okay, sorry, I went uh, under a overpass. Um, he had the checklist for the Preds offseason and still has the checklist of releasing Matt Benning and Nick Cousins still out there unchecked, which I got in an argument with him about that. But that uh, you should go ahead and just consider them gone. And and now it's official with Cousins going to Florida. So that's uh, – I'm very relieved. Adam Bonilla jumps in there saying those dead contracts we had got us Lawson Krause and Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, you know what? That you know what? That's not a bad. That's not a bad reason to have some bad contracts there, Adam. Good point there. Obviously, Jacob Chikrin still being whispered to be on the trade market. Brandon Carlini comes in here saying, "Sad day to call myself a Flames fan." Obviously, Calgary hasn't done a whole lot today. The only really notable one that I talked that I think we saw earlier was Kevin Rooney coming on for one point three million for the next couple of years. Obviously, Johnny Gaudreau not signing, citing that it was a family decision. They tried everything they could to make it work, but obviously it doesn't. This really opens up the door for future problems because that might mean Matthew Kachuk next year might test the free agency market, and then there's going to be other guys that are going to jump in there. and just It's not going to be a good day. Ed Pottinger says, day is not over yet. That's 100% true. You know what's going to happen, Peyton? We're going to go off the air here in about five minutes, and Johnny Gaudreau is going to sign with the New Jersey Devils, and Andre Palat's going to sign with the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, how are the Kraken getting all these guys, too? Well, Andre they have Burkhoff. the space, and Ron Francis probably realized, man, that sucked last year. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, Alexander True, not exactly working out for them. Nope. Um <laughs> Who is uh, here's here's a little nugget. I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but it'd be wonderful. Who's going to offer sheet Matthew Kachuk? Carolina Hurricanes. No, I don't know. I it's got to be a team with cap space, and I mean, 
I, I don't team with cap space and draft picks. And before Adam Bonilla jumps in there, I don't think it's going to be Arizona. I'm not going to let Adam spoil <laughs> that one for me. Why not? Why not Ottawa? Why not? This is that time frame where Eugene Melnick, before he passed, said this was going to be around the time where they're going to start spending to the cap. Give up a couple picks to try to get Matthew Kachuk to come back to Ontario? Why not? I'll have both Kachuks there with Alex Dabrinkit. And Ottawa is all of a sudden just kind of climbing up the chart. I, I mentioned it, man. This The Atlantic Division, outs, no offense to Montreal, but outside of Montreal, it's looking like a division that... It, I mean, you can pick who your top three teams are going to be, but that wild card spot, one of them is going to definitely go to the Atlantic this year. Maybe both the way the Metropolitan is so split right now. I'm just wondering who's going to work their way down. They were talking about that on TSN right before I jumped on here, and uh, Craig Button is all over Toronto right now, how he thinks that they are not a contender at all, um, that Boston's going to slip out of the playoffs. Well, that's from Craig being a Calgary guy for so many years. But um, I I don't – Peyton, I don't mean to be this guy, but here's how we're going to end the show today. Well, I'm going to mention – we have an announcement to make before we go let go here. Uh, Justin Braun being made official. It's not that this is not the big one, but I just got to mention this Justin Braun one year contract for $1.75 million staying with the Philadelphia Flyers or coming back to the Philadelphia Flyers. Excuse me. <laughs> but here is something that was just put out by Chris Johnson of TSN and Toronto star. The whispers have been there all day. Columbus is lurking in the shadows of the Johnny Gaudreau sweepstakes. Could you imagine Peyton Turnage? Johnny Gaudreau going to Columbus. No. I can't imagine that. That would be nuts. Like, uh, out of all this, why? it's going It's going to be Philly. No, it's going to be the Islanders. No, it's going to be New Jersey. New Jersey, New Jersey. Columbus! <laughs> Johnny Gaudreau is like the most done- wanted player in the Metropolitan Division right now. <laughs> I feel like they've done this. I can't remember who it was. I mean, Nyquist comes to mind, but... I remember back when he was very sought after. Oh, my gosh. I remember 2014, 2015. Uh, you've broken me, Tyler. I, I don't know how to react to that. And I'm sorry, Columbus fans, but I'm kind of praying that doesn't happen because I, I don't know what he sees there. I It's it's one of those things where it's like, what are they if they're giving him $10 million? I mean, because I'll be honest, you talk about the, the teams that have been projected for Johnny Gaudreau before. We mentioned Philly, we mentioned the Islanders, you mentioned the Devils. Three teams that, no offense to any of those fan bases in those teams right now, but they are not in the running for a Stanley Cup. Okay? Calgary is still the closest of those teams, and he elected not to stay with Calgary. And obviously, the dollar amount that he's asking for is not something that Stanley Cup contenders want to pay for. So, he's obviously asking for a big bag of money. So that's why I'm really interested to see what this dollar amount could be if he goes to Columbus, because it might absolutely, you're right, Peyton, it might send us quickly into another lockout. Let's be honest here. Well, and the him leaving Calgary apparently wasn't about money. So why are you going to Columbus? I, that just that just startles me. I, I, that really, yeah. <laughs> 
Man, it's it's going to be crazy. Like I said, folks, it's going to break right after we go off the air here. Uh, we've been chatting up with Peyton Turnage here. And Peyton, you can stay on the line while I say this here. We do have an announcement for next week's show. I'm really excited about this because, A, yes, even though Cody Jansen thinks I'm a Detroit Red Wings fan nowadays, I'm, I'm not really. I like to, I was a fan when I was a kid. That's why, like I said, Chris Osgood, I have, uh, I have a Vladimir Konstantinov jersey on the back of this chair, Steve Eisman over there, whatever, yada, yada. But next week, Oh, by the way, oh, breaking, oh, breaking news here. Uh, hearing that Nino Niederreiter is going to New Jersey. So that's something, Peyton. Hearing whispers now of that. That was put up there by Ed Pottinger, which would certainly be... Does he make be... north of $5 million? What? Does he make north of $5 million? That's going to be interesting. Well, they have, like I said, I mentioned this before. I'm talking about P.K. Subban's contract not being on the books anymore. They have the room. Um, all the So that'll be an interesting move indeed. But... Here's the announcement we're going to make next Wednesday. We're going to have uh, a, a legend in the eyes of Red Wings fans and someone that I've wanted to have conversations with for years. We are going to have next week, not a live show. I do apologize. Not going to be live. We have to record it ahead of time. Don't, don't be mad at me. Just, just understand that, you know, we're both very busy guys. This myself and our guest. We're going to have none other than number 25, Darren McCarty, on next week's show ah. to talk about the old rivalry between the Red Wings and the Avs and his time with Detroit and what he's up to nowadays. Darren McCarty, one of my favorites. I got to tell my aunt now because now she's going to want to watch the show. And and obviously, Peyton, with the, the popularity of the Unrivaled documentary that E6 he did, it's going to, I mean, for me, I just like, I have so many questions. <laughs> be a really good one he is an entertainer in every form of the word and he was fantastic in that documentary so congrats on getting to the show that's really gonna be a good one yeah i really hope so because my, i mean i just i have years of questions to ask that guy like because not just you know him with claude and you and how they're buddies nowadays i'm talking like you know what was it like playing in detroit and his relationship with chris osgood who's one of my favorite goaltenders and there's so like honestly I, I was I've been told I've been told we can only do thirty minutes with him, but I'm gonna try to jam as much as I can into thirty minutes because it could probably be like four hours. It'll it'll be something else. But we have to end it here, folks, because it's been two hours and it's been pretty quiet, which means Johnny Gaudreau is gonna sign at five oh five Eastern time, three oh five mountain time for all of you folks in Alberta and Saskatchewan. But we've been chatting up with Peyton Turnage. Peyton, thank you very much for jumping on the show, man, and I'll I'll see you tomorrow. Bless you, boys. What a show. Bless you. Okay, Joe Bowen. Thanks thanks very much, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, but thank you all very much, folks, for watching here on World Hockey Report at World Hockey RPT. Be sure to follow me, the inside of the insiders, Tyler Kuehl, at TJKU29. Be sure to tweet at us and tell us what you think of the big moves of the day and whatnot. And make sure you check out as well, ProRock.com. Make sure you check out Sports Travel Tours as well and SeatGeek. Get awesome deals through World Hockey Report as well. Like I said, guys, we'll be back next Wednesday with Darren McCarty and some other news as well and other sightings here on World Hockey Report. You guys all have yourselves a wonderful day. Enjoy the weekend and, and be good to each other. It's a nice way. Be, be good. Be nice. I mean, I mean, that's probably a good thing to do.